Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hive Mind Recap Podcast. May 2022 is in the books. We got some more fantastic music to talk about, like usual. Three albums, a new EP, and a bunch of fantastic singles. I'm here with Justin, Derek, and Jacob, as per usual, to talk about it all. Our favorites, maybe our least favorites, and everything in between. How are we feeling tonight, fellas? Feeling good. I got my 7 p.m. Nitro Brew coffee. I can't wait to be awake for the next no, seven hours. <laughs> what is nitro brew? Or nitro cold brew? It's oh, like... It's, it's just words. coffee with uh, nitrogen. Oh, is that really what it is? I didn't even know that's what the nitro stood for. I just thought it meant it had yeah. more caffeine in it. Yeah, wait. no, literally, it's just it's just coffee that's brewed with nitrogen. Yeah, so it's, it's more... It's a lot nitro more. nitro have nitrogen in it? Yes. It, may, it makes your Discord more foamy. <laughs> no, no. Derek's actually just drinking pure nitrous oxide. Yeah, I'm gonna be dead by single number three, so you got me you got me from the first three. He's just like gonna be a car, it's gonna be blasting off. Yup. Now like tires burn out. Yeah, exactly. I mean wow, I've just been doxxed live on the podcast, guys. It's over. Someone's gonna come find me now. Now, Yeah, true. True. Yeah, it's gonna be just he's gonna show me why would you have to show me like a oh, fuck <laughs> Jokes on you, I moved. You don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> I, I moved solely to get away from Justin. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. That's commitment. Jacob said he had a question for us, and I'm literally terrified to hear what it is. I'm uh, always terrified. He's from Canada, so yeah, fair. It actually has something to do with that, Jake. Perfect. So I learned, wasn't this week, like last week, mm-hmm. that we have words that you guys don't. What? I'm curious if you guys know what this is. Okay. Have you ever heard of a duotang? No. What the fuck is that? Oh my god. <laughs> I've heard it before. I don't remember the context of why I heard it, but I've definitely heard it. A duotang? Yes. Yeah. You know those folders with the little metal... Metal you gotta be making bits. shit up at this point. Yeah, I know no, what those are. Are you seriously? The, those are called duotangs in Canada? Folders, like a fucking normal person. No, no metal nubs in them. Okay, so call them hanging file folders. That's no, literally what they're called call duotangs. Duotang? They're smoking some fresh shit up in Canada. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody yeah. took a fucking fat chief and was like, he looked down, he's like... Fuck, bro. Do a tang. And, like, I, that's the only explanation I can think of. Somebody had to be high as hell looking at a folder to call it a fucking do a tang. <laughs> right, so it that's... sounds like somebody from the inner city is trying to say do a thing, bro. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a do a tang. You feel me? Like, <laughs> like, what? No, no, I don't feel you. <laughs> you don't feel me? <laughs> oh, don't want to feel you. <laughs> Oh, Justin. Do you want me to derail this conversation at all? Always. Derail it from... Yes. I figured after the Rivals episode where I was literally bullied... uh, Oh, you had to come back and be like, you guys don't know what happened. That was funny. He's coming back swinging with the Duotang, bro. (laughs) Uh, Before I get into my point, we did an After Hours... We did two After Hours episodes last month. Go check them out with Saving Vice and Rivals. Uh, My point was that... uh, I think Connecticut has a similar thing of weird wording of a thing. Uh, so when you guys go out to get a sandwich, it's just a sandwich, right? 
Yeah. Like from Subway. It's just a sandwich, right? Oh, don't yeah. tell me you got some weird shit about a sandwich. Yeah, apparently, I don't exactly eat sandwiches from Subway or anything like that because I'm a fucking freak. But uh, they're called grinders up here. Uh-huh. What in the fresh fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the only grinder I know is like the gay dating app, bro. I don't know <laughs> I'm gonna go to Subway to hook up with my local single gay men, bro. It feels like it feels like one of those. You know how like the Starbucks is like the secret menu items. That's what it feels like. It's like you go to Subway and you ask, you ask for a grinder and then you wink at him. They pull out like a line of gay people from the back and you get to pick. Here, I just <laughs> I just brought up the Google quote real quick. What is a grinder in Connecticut? If a New Englander doesn't call the sandwich a sub, they call it a grinder. We just Factually call it a hoagie here. Okay. Yeah, right. sandwich, yeah. sub, hoagie. I've never heard grinder before. <laughs> Welcome to Connecticut. Up. Or, I mean, you're still in Virginia, so I don't know. Derek, I'm just beginning to learn that, surprisingly enough, New England and Connecticut are two completely different places and are yeah. not on the yeah. server. Connecticut exists on its own plane. Like, it's, it's just there. Yeah. Not entirely um, wrong. I don't know, bro. I, cause my dad's like from Maine. Like I've got family from the Northeast, and there is just not one single person I have ever heard call a sub a grinder. Just Connecticut things, I guess. Just Connecticut things, yeah, for sure. Anyway, huh. do we want to start talking about some music? Looping back to <laughs> I want to talk about. Did anybody? Did any of you guys see any shows? No. no, no. Um, I was gonna go see Thousand Below, but that was the same time as our Kelly. Fuck, did Kaylee I? Wolf episode. I did. I saw um, Dance Gavin Dance, uh, with Memphis Mayfire Volumes and Moontooth. How was Bend? Bend was euphoric. I was fucking drunk by the time Volumes came on. <laughs> like, I mean, I was, I was vibing because my friend. We pre-gamed at a bar nearby, and he kept buying me shots. And I was like, no, I don't want him, I don't want him. He's like, no, bro, you gotta do it. So he gave, he bought me like five shots before we got there, or something like that. He bought me a beer and a couple shots. And then we got to uh, the venue, and I paid $20 for a Long Island iced tea, which was fucking outrageous. And then I drank like four. So by the time Bend was coming on, I was messy, bro. I was. Oh, you were <laughs> fucked financially and mentally. Yo, I was and physically, was, arguably. Yeah, and physically, but no, I ran into some friends from high school at the show, um, and I mean the uh, volumes just in general put on an amazing show. I got to hop in the pit for um, FBX and Malevolent. Um, Memphis Mayfire sounded incredible live. That riff in Blood and Water hits just as hard live as it did, so you know, sad. in studio and. I mean, Dance Gavin Dance is just incredible as usual. It, it really helps now that all the shows I've seen from them since. The first one I went to, same venue, actually four years ago today. Um, you know, I wasn't really super, I just gotten into them type of thing. I didn't know all the old songs, but now we're at the point where I just know every song on the set list. So it's that, that's always a really cool experience to know like every word to every song the band is playing, just be able to go for it. I was drunk and vibing and having a great time. I've I've had really good shows between that and seeing Until I Wake and Conquer Divide in April. And I'm seeing um Stand Atlantic and with confidence this Friday. So Oh, that's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm uh, very, very excited. Jacob, are you going to Starside this month? It is not this month for me. Oh, okay. Um I have it on the twenty fourth, so I might be going. Just because I want to see Divide the Fall and Red Live. But Starside is also 
puts on like fucking phenomenal shows from what I've seen. I should be going to a show this month, but I'm fucking not. <laughs> uh. you're, you're too busy celebrating your birth. Yeah, quit doing that shit. Go, see, be, go gonna, see live music. I'm going to be on vacation celebrating my birthday, and you're telling me I'm missing out on Memphis May Fire, Rain City Drive, and Wolves at the Gate all in one night on my we birthday. Don't I'm fucking we don't get shit here. We don't get yeah, shit, bro. I bought bro. my tickets for that today. Ah, oh, lucky. You know what Virginia gets? I could have gone to Virginia Beach on Friday and seen fucking Johnny Craig. That's what I've got. I've no, got Johnny September, Craig in Virginia in Beach. In September, though, you get the score. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to go see <laughs> my favorite band, The Score. <laughs> oh, boy. Be like that. I, uh, this month I saw Bad Flower. Ooh, how was that? It was really interesting. It was a, it was, it wasn't in, like, normally I go to Toronto to see shows, mm -hmm. but it wasn't in Toronto. It was, like, out of Toronto in, like, a smaller city. Mm -hmm. And,. It was really interesting because the crowd was like really tiny. And so like the mosh pit was like the most gentle mosh pit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, it was that, that's kind of convincing me to get into Bad Farm more. I'd be down for a gentle mosh pit as my favorite. Gentle mosh pit. Yeah. It's it's got me thinking about like a touch flag football. Like they've got two fingers like gently pushing somebody <laughs> across the pit and it's like oh, hell yeah. red that, over, red over. <laughs> Yeah, it was literally like maybe a total of fives, and me and my friend also tried to join in to make it a little more rowdy, but it didn't really get that far. Five people. I like um, that you're the only guy throwing hands in the bad flower pit. Everybody I else is like trying... throwing hands. <laughs> Someone Someone spin kick somebody in the head. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting experience because I haven't been to like I've only been to like rock or metal concerts recently mm -hmm. i guess i went to see Dayseeker, but still it's like a it's still same same crowd this huh. was uh they just act different, different. yeah it, it, yeah. it the crowd is totally different it's really interesting i don't know i um, think especially yeah. having oh, i was sorry i was just gonna say having <laughs> seen the 1975 like three years ago it really is just like a different experience entirely and i almost don't like it like, I like the energy of the crowds at metal shows too much at this point, I yeah. think. Like, once I experience that, I've got a bunch of, like, these teenage white girls just standing in the pit. And, like, <laughs> I don't know. It had me It had me fucked up. I didn't like it. I mean, the show was good, obviously, but that my energy, it is. My sisters it's just a went energy. to see, I've, God, I forget who it was, but my sisters went to see some, like, indie folk artist in New York a couple mm -hmm. months ago. And it was, like, they, they were in, like, the... Uh, balcony area in the seats there's these two like teenage girls sitting in front of them talking over the entire show and Dude. my sister tapped on the shoulder to be like hey can you quiet down i want to hear the music and they turned around and i swear to god this is word for word the girl in front of my sister said i'm sorry but i don't subscribe to that what <laughs> Just started a one-man pit right then and there and just like what? launched <laughs> like one-man pit my sister just had me, it on, like, i'm pretty sure my sister assault. has it on video too <laughs> of this girl so saying those that exact phrase and i was what the fuck my so, yeah. mouth would just be why i'd be like i mean how do you respond to that I, <laughs> exactly you don't. you don't i'd have been 
You know what? If I'm not going to hear the music because they're talking, I may as well not hear it because I got kicked out. Committed assault in the balcony, bro. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's telling me they don't subscribe. Fuck that. Absolutely not. My one-man pit coming in swinging. Alright. Should we talk about some music? <laughs> What's your socials <laughs> first? Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HiveMindRadio underscore. Follow us on Spotify, HiveMindRadio recap. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, have mind radio and you can catch us live at the beginning of every month uh doing these monthly nice. recaps live you can chat with us hang out with us and all that um the playlist link for this month's recap will be in the description of the live stream and in the uh episode on spotify and anchor and everywhere else so if you want to see the playlist of everything we're discussing tonight be sure to check that out so let's start and from the top then before we start um, you had mentioned it a little bit earlier, but we did get two After Hours episodes with uh, Saving Vice, um, who you guys should definitely go support right now because they're going through some shit because fuck Lazan. And, yep. and their van broke uh, down. And their van yes. broke down at the same time, so it's just yep. bad timing. Uh, and then we also had one with uh, Rivals, so go check those out. Okay, Jake, now you can get on with your funny business. Now we can start from the top, yeah? Yeah. Yes. All right, Thousand Below have dropped a brand new song, Venenosa. Jacob, one of the few songs you added to the playlist this month. Start us off here. I cannot think of another band that has zero bad song. I think this I think Thousand Below is literally the only band that has zero bad songs. Mm. Mm. Are, are you like are you like pausing for approval? Yes. Okay. I, I would agree, but I don't think all their songs are great. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I think they they don't have a single bad song. I just don't like a lot of them. I think I'm in the same boat as Derek here. Because I, I still only have half of that 2019 album in my playlist at this point. And my the other my least favorite song by them, I think, is Chemical. But then the the acoustic version with, uh, oh god, the vocalist from, what's that band? Dead Lakes. Oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is Perfection. It's Perfection. Hmm. Perfection. But this song, they got heavy again, and I love it. I'm in the opposite boat. I don't like Heavy Thousand Below. I like like Gone in Your Wake style Thousand Below. I'm I'm very much a um, lost between, alone out of my head type of thing. I like when they're leaning into the vibier side of post-hardcore rather than like maybe the heavier side. And it's not that this is bad. And I think it's it's an interesting direction to like make the heavy album and then make a softer album, and now we're getting kind of heavy again, you know, because we've kind of had a dip. But I don't know. I I think uh, this is probably going to be one of those songs where I I hear it and I'm like indifferent, and I leave it alone, and then I hear it in the context of the album, and I love it. I've had a lot of those this year, and this one it has the potential. I had a very quick turnaround on the song because day one when I first heard this song. I like as soon as that like heavy bridge in the middle of the song came on, I was like, 
completely taken out of the song. Like, this is Thousand Below going too heavy for me, similar to when I was first trying to get into the band back in uh, 2018, 2019, uh, when you first showed them to me, Jacob, and I was just like, no, nah, this band's not it for me. But then, like, I listened to it again the next day, and I'm like, wait, this song kind of goes. I don't know what changed in that 24-hour period, but something clicked with me in the chorus and all of the non-heavy parts. The, I love the chorus. That made me go like, okay, you know, this heavy part isn't that bad. And I think it probably has to do with how I feel in the one line that comes before that heavy bridge where James just screams, so make your last incision, and then it like kind of fades out for a bit before it just pounds. Mm. The song had potential to be one of my favorites, but I think the heavier part kind of took me out of it, and I just couldn't get back into it. That is disappointing. Yeah, no, I'm I didn't want to be disappointed. Sorry. Yeah, so, no, nobody, nobody ever wants to be disappointed by Thousand Below, right? I mean, do you, do you think? I, I'm gonna take this is a guess. I think Gone to Me is more of. A, I think it's a B side from. Gone in your wake. Gone in your wake. Yes. Yeah. It feels that way in the in the tone of the song yeah. and. Gone in your wake is how I want. Or no, um, gone to me is how I want heavy thousand below to sound, where it's like kind of more melodic to start, and then you get like that heavy breakdown, or the heavy mm -hmm. bridge at the end. That's what the heavy thousand below that I like. This is Venenosa is pushing it a little bit, but I've grown to like it. I love this because it was so unexpected. I did not expect this at all. Uh, we've got um, Wesky in the chat saying it's not a B-side. So Venenosa's the second single. Oh, yeah? Yeah, should be interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm always excited for New Thousand Below because they feel like a band that is consistently good and they always have, like, one or two songs. Well, I say always, like, they haven't only dropped two albums, but they've got one or two songs that I really, really like um, and stick with. Like, Lost Between is easily, like, up there in terms of, like, my favorite mm -hmm. songs ever. So... Bring back Marcus Bridge for the album again. Hmm. We need it. Just put him on every song. We don't have a release date or anything, do we? No, no, not that I know of. Yeah. Probably one more single. We'll get it. Yeah. It's a big single three. Dance Gavin Dance are back with the second single off of their upcoming album, Jackpot Juicer, called Pop Off. I like this a hell of a lot more than Synergy. I gotta say, Synergy's awesome. grown on me, but I think this is better. I did not remember the name of the first single. But uh, <laughs> yeah. this is much better. Yeah. <laughs> a lot better. Which, which feels weird to say, considering the first one, like, led with the Don Broco feature, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that feels, in theory, that feels like it should be the stronger one. I think this should have been the lead single, and Synergy should have been second. I think this is much more, like keeping true to dance gavin dance's style especially and i feel like leading with a single with a feature is kind of weird too i don't know anyway this is i mean this is really just an example of like if it ain't broke don't fix it like th this is dance gavin dance style dance gavin dance music um but i mean Tillian and John both sound so good here. The instrumentals sound so good. Andrew Wells is screaming with John Mess in the um, I don't know what you would call it. I guess the hook of the song, not the chorus, but the uh, pop off. I took the top off. You took a vintage authentic and made a knockoff. 
And the fact that Andrew Wells learned how to scream and now it's a part of Dance Gavin Dance and he's singing too and it's just Oh. The verses are good. Spelling again too. Yeah, he's we after three years he's begun spelling again. I also want to note that like the the song starts off with him with John saying that he's coming everywhere. And I'm honestly surprised that it took us this long to get him to say that with like all the other weird shit he's saying. Like it feels like this shouldn't be the first time, but it is. Can't believe can't believe I'm saying that about any song or lyrics in general, but John took too long to tell us he was coming. Um, lyrically though, at least Tillian's parts. <laughs> yeah. Seems uh very similar to the last album. Yeah, yeah. And it, it feels almost less personal and more pop and melody driven, I think. Um, compared to something like acceptance speech or instant gratification, but I mean Again, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. This is Dance Gamma Dance doing what they do best, and I really like this a lot. I especially like in the last chorus, um, before John's part, where Tillian goes up a note and Matt doubles the time on the drums. That part is, like, euphoria. It's probably the closest I'll ever get to, like, heroin, I think. Like, something about it really brings me such unmitigated serotonin. I don't know. This band just does things to me. I love their music, and I love being able to click with pretty much every song. I'm so excited for this album. Certainly is a Dance Gavin Dance song. Yeah, <laughs> it really Come is. On, Jake, you like the spelling in Headhunter. You'd like the spelling in this song? The spelling in this song? Yeah, he spells out, <laughs> it's not helping shit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jake, you gotta get with the spelling, bro. I heard this song a month ago. Realized it was a Dance Gavin Dance song, and then never looked back. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, is, that is um, that is the thing. What's up? Is synergy similar lyrically? Or um, I really pay attention to lyrics. Yeah, it's 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 kind of underwhelming. <laughs> it's similar in the sense that it doesn't feel like, or that it's very surface level. I guess, mm-hmm. like there's not a lot to like reach in and digest and unpack. Like there is an acceptance speech type of thing. So. Which, like, you know, whatever. It sounds good. It makes me happy to listen to it. Like, if, if you didn't like Dance, Gavin, Dance before, this isn't going to be the song to sell you. But if you like Dance, Gavin, Dance, you're going to like this. I mean, it's just just another DGD song. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now we get to the Justin era of the episode. We do enjoy the Justin era. Um, we got another single from Floya, their second single with The Hymn. Everyone which bow is, your heads. Which Floya is, is in with another banger. I like this less than Wonders. I, I like this more than Wonders by quite a lot, actually. You're I do not remember Wonders. I mean, just two bad takes from the boys on either end. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, maybe not wrong. I don't know. Uh, I am still waiting to be more convinced by this band. I need them to drop a full album. I need a full experience because right now the singles aren't enticing me in the way that I hoped they would. I like this more than Wonders, but there's still something about this band that has not clicked with me. Like, I've gone back to it a couple times this month, and I don't, there's potential there. I'm not sold yet. 
I want to hmm. see some time to evaluator era of uh, vocals because I know um, Phil Bayer. I know I know the yeah. notes that Phil Bayer can hit, and it feels it feels like they're definitely trying something new with the rock genre, similar similar to how Paloma mm-hmm. sound. Um, that's why I kind of am really enjoying this. Um, but especially with Phil Bayer's features from. Um, galleons and valiant hearts like i know what he can do um he can also do heavier stuff but it's just kind of i I think they're trying to figure out like the distance they want to go with his range and right um i think we may be getting like potentially heavier stuff later down the line but probably not right now i will say i think vocally this one is stronger than um wonders were but i think instrumentally wonders was better there is there is few and far between instrumentation that i've heard this year that evokes as much serotonin as um <laughs> wonders does i mean wonders that it's literally like i don't like wonders as a song that much but like that happy energy that the instrumentation radiates and that like i still remember it yeah, it feels like you're floating on a cloud for four minutes. I mean, I, I, yeah, there aren't a lot of songs out there that can do that. So even if I'm not as sold on the vocals, I'm still really loving the instrumentation on it enough to the point where every time they listen to it, I'm going to be drawn in type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, they've, they've intrigued me and they've hooked me and they've reeled me in. So even if I'm not loving the music, I'm still wanting to listen to every single release that they put out. I agree. I, I don't think I'm going to be hating a song that this band puts out. Um, Sorry, I just choked my water. No. That's why. I nearly died. I did say we were going to make the track three and I was going to die. I was just fucking <laughs> choked and keeled over. Do <laughs> oh. more of that nitrous oxide, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. More of my nitrous coffee. I think that's all we got here for this one. That means we get to go to Justin Extravaganza number Part two. two. <laughs> Let's go. Falset puts out another single uh, for their second album dropping literally this week on the 10th of June. Uh, we've got Monarch. At this point, I have a love-hate relationship with Falset. Because oh, no. I, they, I'm sold on this album. This band cannot release a bad song at this point, I think. This band can also not release a song that is in my rotation for more than two days. And I'm so yeah, I think frustrated. It's like everything like the past three Falset songs come out and I'm like, damn, this shit good. Two days later and like I'm not listening it's to mid. it anymore. Yeah. It's like it's, I just, it is inexplainable how this band is releasing really good songs every single month, or every single up to this album has been really good, and it just has not stuck with me at all. I don't yeah, get it. The The problem is the first two singles really didn't catch me all that much. Um, Lullabies was good as like a debut single without their uh, uncleans, um, just to kind of test the waters and see how that sounded um i feel like love me like my demons do kind of was a bit isolated in how it sounded yeah um medulla album got her though 
It's still probably my favorite. Did just we because ever of... figure out what the fuck a medulla oblongata was, or is it just it's like a, sitting in a, that it's... same realm as like a dutang? <laughs> the brain. It's like between, it's like between the brainstem and one of the lobes. Okay. Yeah. Duatang, there. I'm still so, not sure what it actually does. I wanted to like a falsette song for a long time, or I guess let me let me let me rephrase that. I was in the same boat as Jake. You know, that first album came and went. All the singles came and went, and it was just like, yeah, everything's good, but nothing's sticking with me. This is the one, ladies and gentlemen. We have found the one. Let's go. Oh, we yeah. got one. Surely yeah. this week it'll the album will get me. Surely. I'm that surprised Medulla Oblongata didn't get you. No. And it's mostly just because I was sitting there, I'm like, I can't sing Medulla Oblongata and not feel like a fucking dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, those words leave my mouth and I, like, feel like I should be bullied, you know? Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jacob, you had a question. <laughs> I didn't have a question. I have a, well, I guess it is a question. Do you think he sounds like Jesse from ERA? Yes. At least in this song in particular. That mm. is one that, a comparison that I made. It's yeah, insane how much he sounds like. Him. Yeah, it's kind of maybe maybe that's why this is the one to do it for me. That's it. You just needed we just needed Felsip to sound more like Era, and then we'll, uh, that, that was the, that was the ticket to sell me. No, I don't know. I I really, I really really enjoyed this, and it was really nice to finally have um, a falsette song to click with like this one did. And I really don't know what it is about this one. Maybe it's the guitar solo. I don't know, but. However brief. The one but. thing that has stuck with me about this song is just the delivery of I'll Be Your Monarch and then into the riff. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that really stuck with me and then the rest of the song kind of just falls a little bit flat. It's still a good song. It's just, Again, I, I can't explain it. Just this band cannot get stuck in my head for one reason or another. We'll get you there. Don't worry. Surely, I got mine, which means you'll get yours. Surely we will. Onto the Justin oh, yeah. Extravaganza Part Three. Yeah, Part Three, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Look, it's a party over here. Get on or get out of the way. Uh, Windwalkers with their debut single since the new vocalist, um, not debut, sophomore. I don't know. Uh, Hang Fire. I can't Their new single. Yes. That thing. With the new vocals. <laughs> this is the best song they have released. Tell me otherwise. I can't. No. I can't do I it. I can't. I can't <laughs> tell you. Good. This is so much better than Dead Talk. Yeah, I agree. So, so much better than Dead Talk. Uh, similarly to Fawcett, though, I did not spend very much time with it. No. Wow. <laughs> I'm blaming that on simply everything else that released on this day. I'm uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the same <laughs> same day as one of the albums. Uh, no, it's the same day as all three albums we're talking about this month. So, Oh, that's right. Yeah, this first week of the month kind of just... Uh, these singles came and went because uh, three albums all dropped on the same day, and that was in my rotation and not any of the singles. But going back to this song, this song is so good. This is quintessential... Justin the post-hardcore junkie, post-hardcore. To a T. I actually went back, because um, the vocalist, um, Trevor, he was a part of a, another band before um, joining this. 
And I Which went back one? and listened to um I'm trying to get the name. Uh bear with me for a moment while I look at that. Um Villafire. Ah. Uh it was another post hardcore band, but his voice sounded very similar in that. And that's definitely like quintessential post hardcore. And I feel like this blends more post hardcore with the rock. And which is why I like it more. But you know, it is what it is. This band is catching higher and higher on my radar, so if there's an album that's going to be dropping, I'm so looking forward to it. Of all of the songs that Justin added to the playlist, bar one, which I think you can predict which the one is, this is my second favorite Justin song of the month. I'm going to echo that statement. What's the first? We'll get to it. Okay. It'll I don't know what the first is, and I'm disappointed when I hear it, because I know the others don't qualify. <laughs> By the way, we got one more for me, and then I'll get off my soapbox. So we got, um, I don't know, I don't know if we've talked about this band before, but Nowhere, oh yeah, we did. Um, Nowhere Left with their next single, Hurt the Same. I'm a little, okay, uh, th- let me not phrase it like that. This song is okay. Broken Story was better, and we should have discussed it back when that song came out. I don't know why you didn't put that on there. Uh, simply just more better. More uh, better. That's fair. I think, <laughs> I think we were kind of bloated that month. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like this one more, honestly. Um, I, I think the instrumentation's better. And I think the vocals kind of blend a bit more. I think Broken Story was this, th- them trying to kind of test the waters. I think this I song think this to is me much more... gets ruined by the mixing and production. It just doesn't feel as crisp to me as Broken Story did. Hmm. I can't really tell the difference. So. I was about to say I can't either. I, I didn't have any problem with it personally. I really enjoyed this a lot. I don't know. So- something to me just felt off. I wasn't enjoying this the same way that I did with Broken Story. I think the uh, the chorus is also pretty good with the um, cleans and underlying uncleans. I really like when bands do that. Um, so why I continue mm-hmm. listening to Cryowolf from uh, Nature to Ghost. Cause oh, yeah, the yeah. End, where they put the uncleans in there. Because, fuck, I didn't know that band could do uncleans. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, now we do, and we need more of it. Jake, do you know if this is attached to anything? I gotta assume it's an album or an EP, but I don't know. Uh, let me see. What else? Uh, this, I think this is the third single this year. Four, four in total, so maybe an album. Essentially, yeah. I'm gonna do some... I'm, I'm gonna, I may not love this song, but I'm still very curious to hear more from this band. There's, They definitely have something going. They have, like, a merch line and everything? What the fuck? There's gotta be an album dropping. Surely, I hope there is. This is damn good. I need an album like this as soon as possible. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of bands like that this year. Again, like uh, Justin bands too that I feel like have albums in the works that I like hadn't really heard of before this year, and now I'm really excited because it feels like they came out of nowhere. Alrighty, fellas, let's talk about a band that's making a serious contention for a top ten album of the year. Mothica, brand new song, Last Cigarette, featuring Aura. That's how you say that. Um, 
Yeah, wait, hold on real quick, Jake. I'm pretty sure Mothica is just her. Like, she is Mothica. I don't think it's a band. One of the music videos had a band, so, like, I'm confused. <laughs> I don't really know. Maybe, maybe like, a, a touring band? They had to hire him to get on there? I don't know. The, don't the know. Mothica Instagram account is, like, her personal one. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe. Either way. Whatever. Semantics. This is another fantastic song heading up to this upcoming album. Casualty and Sensitive, both fantastic. This song... It's it's a very short song, you're in and out, and it's, once again, the vibes are just immaculate. The instrumentation just, I, I feel like this type of music doesn't normally click with me, but for whatever reason, it is hella working with me here. And Mothica making a serious run for uh, my favorite band or artist that I've discovered this year at this point. Um, not definitively taking that spot yet, but in the contention for it. Yeah, definitely for me as well. I will say, I think this is the weakest of the three it singles. Is, it is the weakest, yeah. Yeah, it's, but it's I mean, still I'm, really yeah. solid. Yeah, it's got a lot of potential. It makes me want to check out Aura too. I haven't, um, I've seen her name around. She flows in the same circles as like Xylo and like a lot of those other um, female artists that used to be on like Mr. Suicide Sheep and stuff like that. If you remember that channel at all, mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing, but I definitely, I haven't heard a lot of her music, and it makes me want to check it out, because her feature in this is so solid. The way that the um, feature just integrated in, there was just like mm -hmm. a slight pause before she comes in. Yeah. So good. So good. And I will say, too, something I thought that was really cool is that, at least as my understanding, is that Mothica used um, this song as a benchmark, and hasn't smoked a cigarette since it dropped. So it was like I, yeah, the day I that it like, dropped would be her last cigarette, cool. and now she's like trying to like break her nicotine addiction or whatever, and stop smoking cigarettes, something like that. But I remember. All right, I'm gonna put out a that. song called "Last Soda." <laughs> <laughs> I need to put. I need to put out a song called "Last Stroke," bro. We gotta. We gotta. Break, <laughs> we gotta break the cycle. <laughs> Please don't put out a song called "Last Stroke." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Please don't. <laughs> track, track two can be a pterodactyl threesome. Track three can be Paul's titty milk. <laughs> this is sound, this is sounding like a Bill Murray. Lot album. Of, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Shit. Uh, any other comments on Mothica here? Mm -mm. I don't got much more to say. I'm extremely excited for the upcoming album. Yeah, for sure. I think um at least what I saw is that the next single is gonna drop as a double single. Yep. I think. I believe so. And then apparently she's already got her next album written or something like that. Or she has an EP that's like done to come out after the album and is writing her next album already. So lots of Mothka material upcoming. Please I love an artist do that. Announce the album date. Uh I wanna say coward, but I don't want to be rude. No. Announce it and make it soon. <laughs> the the announcement, the drop, all of it. Polyphia have dropped the debut single off of their um yet to be named upcoming album, uh called Playing God. This shit goes so hard. It's unreal. They certainly I... do play the guitar in this song. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... 
Whoa. I, you know, I've heard a lot of Polyphia songs in my day, and I would say that they are generally playing the guitar in that song, yeah. <laughs> this is kind of a first. They don't really do much with acoustic guitars, and this one is exclusively acoustic. Um, kind of leaning into more of a flamenco Latin vibe. I believe there's a very specific from Brazil. I think it's called Bossa Nova type of style of guitar playing and, and rhythm. Um, and I think this is my favorite Polyphia song, just in general, because it may be so strange. But even then, I, I think it's remarkable how this band, and particularly in this song, conveys emotion through instruments that like they're like no we don't need vocals like i feel like this as a song is just as convincing emotionally as any given song with lyrics in it at least at least to me i didn't hear any resounding yeses which maybe means i'm alone in that regard but uh yeah sorry <laughs> it's all good so what what are you feeling about this then um it's a polyphia song <laughs> that's how i feel about it like i it's it's interesting how like even without like having this playlist on like just letting it play in the background mm -hmm. i can tell this is polyphia just by the the, the instrumentation like just yeah. how it sounds yeah yeah i don't i i think really for me like obviously they play like this there is guitar in this song as jake put it but i think the drums are really the highlight here for me and the way that they give the guitars so much space to breathe. I watched a, a breakdown of the song from somebody who like actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. And they mentioned how like the bass is expertly crafted too, because it plays a certain way in the midsection of the song. So by the time you get to the end with all the like complex guitar going on, the bass is a callback to the bass and guitar that we're playing in this kind of second part of the song so it draws you back in and how it's like very similar to a lot of um, melodies that you find in pop music um and then like on top of like the phenomenal composition and instrumentation just the way that it's it's laid out and the different ways that they draw or bring the instruments together the more that i like pay attention to this song beneath the surface level of holy shit these guys are doing stuff with guitars that most people could never dream of doing that it makes me appreciate the band and this song more mm. you know type of thing i don't know it's just doing a deep dive into this sort of thing really really makes me appreciate it more especially when there's so many levels and just this this band as a whole is comprised of four individuals who are just really 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 good at playing their instrument and you put it together and it's almost unfair like there, there shouldn't be this much talent allowed in one band, and yet here we are, and they're putting out incredible material. I'm so excited for to get more singles from them. This is something that like I wouldn't go out and listen to this like on repeat, like mm -hmm. all all the time. But like, th there's certain moods where I I could fuck with this for sure. Like this is, it's really well crafted for an instrumental song. Which I feel is like Polyphia is one of those know. bands you have to see live to like really appreciate them. Because I, I did see, like, yeah, I haven't seen them live, but I really wish I did have, or I wish I could, basically, um, because it would just be, I'd just be blown away. <laughs> I can, I, I already know. <laughs> yep, can confirm. I've seen them live. Was blown away. 
I didn't think that an instrumental band would be able to keep my attention for a 35 minute set, but they did, and they did it in spades. The energy was incredible. It was a really, really good show. Great musicians, great show, great single. I'm excited for more. I guess I'm on my soapbox now. I got four in a row. <laughs> Motionless and White, can you believe I'm the one talking about the Motionless and White song? Have dropped their newest single, Slaughterhouse, featuring Brian Garris of Knocked Loose. Who knew that all it would take for me to like Motionless and White is to throw Knocked Loose in there? <laughs> Who could have Which... guessed that a Knocked Loose feature would make me not like this song? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw that one coming. Yeah. I, I think, I look, the less I've developed my solution to, uh, to Motionless and White, and it's that the less Chris Motionless there is in a song, the more I like it. So we've, we've got a lot of shared space. I think his vocals to me are a lot to take in at once, just the way that they sound. But I think that there's a perfect, because it's heavier and focuses less on the unclean, or, or mo focuses less on the cleans, when the cleans do come in, it's just that much better. And I love every part of this song, really. I mean, it's just so good, especially, I think my favorite moment in the whole thing is... Um, how he screams eye for an eye in the last chorus and there's like that brief pause in the instrumentation when it comes in that shit hits every single time i'm surprised that this is like that they went this heavy i guess compared to the previous two singles and apparently there is also a breakdown on this album on a different song that's even heavier this feels so. like the like giving the people what they want like, with, with Disguise, they released Undead Ahead 2 as a single to please the heavy crowd. I feel like that's what Slaughterhouse is trying to do here. I'm appeased. So clearly it worked. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that instrumentally it also sounds like Knock Loose. Yeah, especially that last breakdown with the, I don't know what you would call it, I guess the, what do you call it when you bend the guitar string? What's the term for that, do you know? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Like yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the thing where they Which, bend the guitar string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if they, like, brought in the guitarist from Knocked Loose to do that, or, like, if they, they collaborated like that, too, because it's so Knocked loose I don't know. But either way, it feels it, like a very full collaboration more than a feature yeah, type of thing. It, and I love that. Yeah, it's like the, the two, two men got together and had a baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Didn't they tour <laughs> together in 2019? I have no idea. What was the name oh, of that tour? No, right? they they tried to. It's called the Black and Blue Tour. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a COVID. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. That was supposed to come to Richmond too. Damn. Maybe they'll bring it back. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if that like this is a, a thing that came of that type of thing. You know, that they were yeah. touring together and they're like, or playing a tour together. And they're like, shit, let's just do a song. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, however this came to be, I really, really, really like it. And, yeah. you know, if I can get a Motionless and White song that I really like, and I've spent the entire month with this, I'm happy with it. I'm sold. Now, this is actually isn't my favorite single. I still like Cyberhack a little more. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I guess I'm just not a big Motionless and White fan, so. 
The more the more knocked loose you can put into a motionless and I could honestly take an entire album or like a split EP just of this. I'd be so incredibly happy with it. Which like if you told me a year ago, or I guess maybe probably two years ago, closer to two years, I was gonna be like, oh yeah, I don't like this motionless and white song unless it has knocked loose on it. I probably would have laughed at you, but now it's like fuck yeah. <laughs> I love knocked loose. I love the song. Just really, really, really good. Speaking of features and collaborations, Elenium has put out a new song, Shivering, featuring Spirit Box. Banger. Banger. Jacob, this is where you say banger. Jacob, um, Jacob, 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 this is Jacob. This is where you say banger. Justin, hey, Justin, Justin, hello. Let me say, let me say, <laughs> let me say what I'm going to say. I think Courtney sounds great. I think it's all right. My problem is actually like how predictable and I guess it's just this style of music. It's kind of just like it's so repetitive and so like how many times does she say can you feel me shivering <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um finger let's go hey Justin. we got three we got three uh, and yeah the the breakdown or yeah i know what you mean beat drop is kind of like okay i've this seems like to be the it ha i've seen it before another in other collaboration songs, like the one that comes to mind is the Bad Omens and Kezo, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's either Kezo or Phase 1, one of the two. But I, don't I think it's Kezo. Um, where the, it's, it, the breakdown literally sounds like this. And there's another one with uh, Asking Alexandria. Uh, Neil Before Me. That's, um, yes. crank that, that's Crank That and Slander. Yes, that sounds like, I don't know. The breakdown, they all, the breakdowns all sound the same to me. <laughs> or the drop, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. And I think, I, I would agree, it's just that I love that style of drop so much that I don't care type of thing. <laughs> like, and I, this really, I had an epiphany while I was um, listening to this song. And it's that, I think listening, besides the fact that I, like, grew up on, like, 80s glam rock or whatever like listening to dubstep and edm for so long before i finally transitioned over into metal i feel like there's a lot of parallels in there terms is. of like melodic dubstep being the cleans of the genre and then you've got like the heavier more bro step rhythm drops as like the uncleans of the genre and so like it made me realize that like with having her you know do cleans on the melodic drop and then uncleans on the heavier drop where it's like I feel like I was prepped type of thing, you know, like I, EDM prepared me to get into metal. And then I finally got there and it's just like, oh, there's a lot of parallels here. And I never really realized that even with all the like recent kind of scene and EDM crossovers we've gotten over the past two or three years, like I didn't get it till this song, but I really like, like full disclosure, this is in my top um, either 10 or 12 songs of the year right now. Like I really, really wow. fuck with this. Yeah. I that had this song on repeat. So this song came out the night that I moved out of college, basically. 
Mm -hmm. And when I had to spend three hours moving all my shit out of college, I had this song and the song we're talking about next just on repeat the entire day. I could not get enough of this song. Courtney's vocals are fantastic as usual. I'm not usually a fan of the dubstep wub wubs, but they work for me here. And... I don't know. I, it definitely gets repetitive, but again, like similarly, I kind of grew up on EDM stuff from like 2012 yeah. to 2015-ish. So like, I have a heart of me that still loves that type of stuff. Not as, not as much anymore, but like seeing these rock and metal collabs with EDM artists is really cool. And this is one of the most successful uh, collaborations, um, yeah. in my opinion. Justin, any thoughts? Well, I mean, it's like, it's like the... Um... Adventure Zone and Rory Rodriguez mm, you know, mm-hmm. collaboration. I thought that was pretty good. But um, Alunium also did a really good one with uh, I Prevail. Uh, yes, that. Feel Something with Excision. That, yeah. I remember not that liking was, that one as much. It was it was good, and then a lot of the same elements kind of presented itself in the song as well, so I feel like that kind of... I, I think it's just the Alunium style of edm i think that's really what it is um but i thought this was fine brings us to the last of of my soapbox well, which I, is... I, I don't know if we can exactly say it's just your soapbox well this, yeah this song was making it into the playlist regardless of who one way or another one way yeah. or another rain city drive have dropped their newest single waiting on you Depression, prayed the devil was on a leash, but I could never be free. This is off of their upcoming album, which I believe what is it titled again? I think it's self-titled. Is it self-titled? I'm pretty sure. I believe so, yeah. Coming out in July at some point. Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, it's self-titled July 15th. It's when it's coming out. Uh this is the best single. Yep. Ooh, no. Yes, Disagree. It oh, is. Wow. It is. I'm so I'm the one that ruins the hive mind this time. Uh th- this in dreams, I think is Yeah. I mean it's so, like where it cuts up for me. Are are we all are we all in agreement that cutting it close is the weakest single? No. Said so no? Uh, no. No, Jake thinks and, dreams is dreams is, yeah. Dreams yeah, I, is. I, I think so. I think so. I think so. Okay, because Dreams is in my top like ten or twelve as well. So, you know, I, I'm I'm partial to Dreams, but I think this is a very very close second. I think Cutting It Close is last, but they're all phenomenal songs. So, you know, I think it's easier to go back to normally than Dreams, but Dreams is an experience right back. And yeah. boy, I think I like it more. But yeah. uh, waiting on this... you is the most this... reminiscent of To Better Days, in my opinion. I feel like this song could slot in to that album. Given that was my favorite album of 2020, admittedly the album's fallen off a bit. Th- this is just the sound that I want to hear from them. I- I- it's not that different from Dreams or Cutting It Close, but there's something about the melody and the vocal delivery and the intro. It's just all coming together in a way that I love. I could not put this song down for most of the month. The drumming reminds me a lot of Witch Hunt. Or like the pacing of the song, I guess. And, and that, that, that would check songs. out given Witch Hunt was one of my favorite songs off of that album. Admittedly, yeah. being one of my favorite songs off of that album makes it like my fifth favorite on the album, but... Yeah. Well, that put us... Um, or that, that album was top five for all of us that year, right? Uh, top five. Should have been... Uh, top two. 
Yeah, my it was number two for me. Me as well. Justin, where did you have it? Do you remember? Had I had five. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said don't give me that. <laughs> nah, I, I, I just, I, I don't think this band can miss at this point. I don't think yeah. they have missed in a long time. I would argue they haven't missed since 2015. <laughs> but They certainly you know. have not missed since Matt McAndrew came into the picture. Right, I, right. I... I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm really still bent out of shape about this new name change because I still do not like the name. It's so it bad. Really, it really, really <laughs> bugs me, and it like it it affects my whole like view of the band as a whole. I think it bothers me more that they had to write and then changed it again. Like Rain City was fine, and then they had fucking Drive. Like, well, I think Rain City was better. like copyright issues. I'm I am sure. on board with Rain City Drive better. at this point. I am on board with Rain City Drive. This song, like, like, I can't, like, my I can't. my the legacy of Slaves is intact. Like with Rain City Drive now. See, see, here's the thing. Like, I I get it, and I'm used to the name. But I feel like there are eight gajillion words out there that have an A in them because they wanted to keep the A from the Slaves logo to bring it over to have that kind of like crossover, but still keep that new identity. Pick literally anything else. Like I, <laughs> I would almost argue. Well, I think that the well, no, never mind, never mind. But yeah, I don't know. Name aside, I think this is really solid, and they're three for three on on singles. And I'm really excited for this album. I don't, based on these singles alone, I don't think that this is reaching album of the year potential. No, this is not going to reach the same heights as to no. better days, but it's certainly making a run for top ten. Yeah, I, I think part of it is outside of dreams, cutting it close and waiting on you. The lyricism doesn't feel as impactful as a lot of or as, as personal, maybe or deep as something like heavier or, you know, obviously talk to a friend did. Um, I don't know. It seems a lot more focused on on the the catchiness and the hooks mm -hmm. rather than the lyricism. But the lyricism is still good and like if they're focusing on hooks it's still going really well and it sounds really good so you know maybe more of a of a personal nitpick than anything else but... i'm i'm hoping when i see them with uh, memphis mayfire that my opinion on their on these singles goes up yeah i'm actually gonna raise a point here and i think it's more more i think it's gonna be less about the instrumentation and more about uh, like storytelling on this because I feel like the way they're releasing the singles, not just because the music videos were done in a sort of order, um, mm -hmm. I, I think they're trying to tell a certain story with what's going on. And um, I'm interested to see if that's going to have any hold over coming album. But I feel like the, the way they're releasing the music videos, at the very least, they're trying to tell some sort of story oh. or connection. I could see it. You know, I think all three have talked about like relationships or maybe like lost love type of thing. So maybe I, you know what? I would sacrifice each song having deeper lyricism in the same way that a heavier did, or like, like I mentioned, talk to a friend. If the album was almost like a concept type of album, I'm telling I don't a story think front to back. Gotten a lot of concept albums, really. I think Valiant Hearts was a technically a concept album yeah well that's that's why i want this one to be you know i i hadn't really noticed that connection between the three till you mentioned it but it makes sense so maybe if there's an overarching theme 
through for the album. I think especially as a self-titled, like they need to make a statement with it. So we'll see. We'll see. Either way, I'm really liking this a lot. I think this is also the opener of the album. But yes, it is. That might be wrong. Which I don't like having her. You know what, Derek? What's up? Join your side. Dreams is better. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you've seen the light. I, you know what, you bring up this being the opener because I'd almost forgotten about that. I don't like that this is the opener, both because I've heard it and because we had such an incredible opener with To Better Days on that album mm. that, like, I wanted something similar, especially because, like, like I said, if, you're, if it's your self-titled, you're going to make a statement. So, like, do something like you did with To Better Days. You know, make make this album as, like, well-crafted as you can. Because it's only 10 tracks, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's only 10. It's 10 tracks. So we're probably yeah. going to get another single next month. Yeah. I've got a hot we'll take see. real quick before we move on. I think this mm-hmm. is a better opener than uh, whatever the thing into prayers is. What? You're crazy. You need to be like, yeah. I don't know, shot? Would shot be enough? <laughs> <laughs> Something more severe, perhaps. We're going to get him a detail. Whoa. You need to be severe. maimed. You need to be maimed and seriously injured. That's a little severe. Reel it back a little bit there. But... No. <laughs> That's more so just me saying how much I fucking love this. Oh, man. Justin, man. take it away. Hi. Uh, oh, yeah, so we... <laughs> it's just one. Don't judge me. The mini um, we, We've got True North dropping their next single, Not Alone, off their upcoming album titled Out Loud. I think they're releasing July because fuck July. Yeah, fuck July actually. Fuck June too actually. <laughs> We're just fucked for the summer. Um, this this is the best single since uh, Save Me dropped, in my opinion. I'm still not fully convinced. I am interested to see when the album comes out if my feelings are going to change. Because, again, with every single that you've tried to get me to listen to with this band, it's almost there. But not I mean, I don't know what you're looking for. Like, what are you I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for either. I just need my ears to enjoy it more than they currently are. My ears enjoy it just fine. So I think you need to fix your ears better, bud. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting more, no, more uh, no. indifference than that. No. Um, I, I like this a little bit more than Out Loud. Out Loud was kind of a little bit drowned out, even with uh, um, Aaron Gillespie's uh, vocals. I feel like that could have brought a bit more energy to that song, but I did enjoy the, cor- the second and third choruses of that song. This song just top to bottom just continues in that kind of same uh familiar energy that i enjoy from most of the songs that i like um that being said save me is still the best single that's come out and i'm really excited that it's on the album because that's gonna bump the album a little bit higher on my placements but we're gonna see how the entire package feels on that um i think I think if I had to rank up to this point from what we've talked about, um, we've only talked about Out Loud and Not Alone, but um, I think I would rank it Save Me, Not Alone, 
fix out loud. And I haven't gone back to your confession, which was a uh, Kellen Quinn feature. But uh, that's that's all I had on the band. Just look out for them in July because they might sneak my their way onto my top ten at some point. Derek, you got any thoughts on True North here? Yes, uh, probably one of my favorites from True North. I would say that I've heard. I still like their um, cover of "Stay with Loveless" the best, to be honest. But oh yeah, no, no they're cover with Loveless was good. But that's not on the album. Right. No, I think that outside of Out Loud, this is probably my favorite True North song. So, I'm happy with it. I'm content. This is one of the... Every once in a while, we get a month where, like, I really click with all the songs, or at least most of the songs that Justin adds to the playlist, and this is one of those months. Last month was another month. I'm just... I'm on a roll. You're on a roll. The expectations are getting higher and higher. Let's go. Let's talk uh, about this new song from Saving Vice called White Rabbit. Which, if you've listened to our uh, Hive Mind After Hours episode that came out last month, uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, uh, go check it out would if you, you haven't. Would you should, because you hear all our voices except Derek. After <laughs> you finish this episode. Yes. True. Yeah, that. You would know that we're all pretty high on this song, I think. Yes. Well, we yeah, don't know Derek's here. opinion yet, actually. True, Derek wasn't there for that episode. Derek. I like it. I don't like it as much as some of my favorites off of um, Hello There, that album from 2020. Hello There. Hello There. Uh, I, I think that I hold that album, which was kind of heavier in high regard. And so this is a little um, softer than a lot of the material off that album. So I think I need some time to like adjust because it feels like a little bit it's enough of a vibe switch that I'm a little like I've got I've got the the sound shock type of thing where I need some time to meld the two and make that transition over. But overall, it's a really solid song. My favorite Saving Vice songs have been this and Phantom Pain, and I think it's because it leans more into the clean vocals and more of the melodic side rather like the heavier side of things. So I think mm. it's just different interests between the yeah. two of us here, Derek. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought it? Who could have seen that me one being, true? Me being into the stuff of more uncleans and you being the stuff that's more melodic? No. It couldn't be. I'll double back on that later in the episode. We'll, we'll get to that <laughs> I don't have too much more to say. Um, it's just a solid song. Vocals are great. It's got a nice hook in the chorus. I like the integration of the uh, rap verses. Just mm. Overall, a solid song. I agree. Phantom Pain w- turned me off a little bit with the harsh vocals. This this is a more consistent picture that I'm enjoying. I do think this is my, my favorite Saving Vice song. Maybe I'm crazy, and Derek needs to recommend me more of their stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's something like... I think we talked about this in the episode. Um, Something more... Like, you don't want to be creating the same thing, same song, over and over again. And I think that's what they wanted to do with this. Like they wanted to try out the the rap vocals and yeah, some new new direction. And if they if they like it, I like it. 
everything everything's good let's move on yours truly have announced a brand new ep coming out in july and they dropped a brand new song hallucinate featuring josh of yumi at six I really this like this song. Is, yeah, this is I think really that this good. is one of my favorite yours truly songs. Just this is general. either number one or number two. This I don't is, know about that, but it's up there. <laughs> it, I this is in contention with uh Siamese Souls as my favorite song of theirs. Um and it, it really comes with how powerful the chorus delivery in this song is. Her vocals just it you can feel the emotion in her voice in the chorus here. And then the feature of Josh from Yumi at six in the second verse as well is just fantastic. I really like the way the song opens up as well. It kind of starts a little distorted, kind of like a hallucination in a way, which I think is pretty creative. And then just, it, it's the classic yours truly picture of like fantastic female vocals and kind of like post hardcore pop punk ish. I'm, I just really enjoy everything about this song this is this is clicking with me it's stuck in my head more than most other yours truly songs you know i'm not really a huge yumi at six fan but i think that the feature works really really well here this kind of crossover of styles well i shouldn't say crossover of styles like they make different kinds of music really it's very similar but that's i think that's part of why it works so well um I'm excited for the CP. I'm always happy to get New Yours Truly, a band that I've you know known about and listened to for I think three, four years now, and I really like their last album. And this is shaping up to be just as good. I'm actually pre- I'm actually pretty happy that this is an EP and not an album because I can actually fill out my top ten EPs of the year now. Yeah, exactly. Right? I might actually be able to hit ten. We're one closer to actually having ten EPs released this year. We'll make it. We'll make it yet. <laughs> Earthists have dropped their new single, Lost Grace. If there was ever a metal song to be used as an anime intro, this is the one. (laughs) This like exudes anime intro vibes to me. I need to send you a song that, that I listened to earlier this month that I might have a counterpoint. What's up, Jacob? Honestly, instrumentally, I all agree. Yeah. I think oh, so. Oh, man. Yeah. You know it's... what it reminds me of? Hmm. Wait. I'm waiting? It's something we're going to talk about later. <laughs> oh. Okay. My bad. I'll, uh, I'll hold off on that one, then. Yeah, there, there's, this, there's a song. We're talking about later. Oh, it may or may not be my most played song. Yeah, okay, I know, I know what song you're talking about. Yeah, with the, <laughs> the piano. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know this. This out of all the songs that I added to the playlist, I don't think that this one is necessarily my favorite. But I think that the energy and instrumentation is just way too upbeat and fun. That like for me, it's hard to not enjoy this and like sit down and have a good time with it. Um, I'm not familiar with this man, so is do like do they sound like this like 
instrumentally often or is it just not from what i've heard i'm like i'm not super familiar like i'm not like a, a diehard earthis fan but i mm-hmm. seem to remember from what i've heard before it was a lot more focused maybe on like the metalcore side of things mm-hmm. um they are from japan so okay. the, you know the anime intro type of thing you know it, it makes some sense um i don't know if this is attached to anything because like their Spotify stuff is all in Japanese, and you know, obviously I can't read that. Um, but I mean, either way, this is still at least to me really solid and just a ton of fun. This is like something that I want to listen to while I'm cruising down the road, just just having a good time. It's a song to have a good time with, you know. And it's always nice to get songs um, from this genre that that you can do that with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a sax too, right? Ah, it sounds like a sax. I don't know if it is or if it's. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to it. Because I was gonna make the Dreamwake comparison. Pretty sure it is a sax. It might be. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't think. I don't think they have a dedicated sax player. I guess would be like, but it it could be. I don't know. Um, when I think of this song, you tell me to remember something instrumentally. I'm always leaning back to that intro and like the produced or produced elements in the chorus. But if it's got a sax, I mean, it's, not, it's I, th- I think if nothing else, that's an endorsement. Like, hey, go listen to this because this is <laughs> there's a lot to love here. Or at least enjoy and puts a smile on my face to listen to this. You know, I'm Spotify making me feel bad for uh, missing this in the playlist. Their <laughs> Spotify says they take influences from progressive rock, ambient R&B, fusion, and jazz. I mean that that checks out. <laughs> I, would, I would say that you, checks out yeah you've got me really interested in this band now Wesky says the album's out june 22nd perfect yet That's another one for june we're, ah, we're reviewing it next month Fuck boys june. all my homies <laughs> hate june i thought we hated july what's wrong we, with ha- june? we hate june and july we hate them both Fuck, Fuck them. the summer July, man. <laughs> jake how about you hit us with this next one Red Hook have a brand new song called Jabberwocky. And this is my favorite Red Hook song in a hot minute. Um, the last you saw, I believe it was Low Budget Horror and Sentimental Surgery. They were both fine, but didn't really stick with me for that long. This song kind of had me hooked from the first listen. The moment that the first riff comes in, and then you get into that first verse, and then the pre-chorus, the more I listen to the song, the more that it reminds me of, like, a typical EDM structure, where, like, you have the jabberwocky jabberwocky, and then I feel like you could cut out the chorus and just have it be, like, a drop, and it would be, like, just straight up an EDM song with, like, guitars instead. Um, And this is just, this song has a really depressing message to it, but I find it a lot of fun to listen to. Um... So I I actually saw an interview article posted that this is a song about like surviving sexual assault um, and how like you're trying to present yourself as like, oh, that can never happen to me. Like, I'm going to be strong, but then it does happen to you and you just like freeze and shut down and you're like your, your own perspective of yourself is like thinking you were some strong person just fades away kind of and the Jabberwocky kind of like being the representation of that thought. Um, 
so i definitely recommend like going to find that interview if you care um because it was really well worded and articulated um but overall it's it's a depressing song as i said but it's also i find it a lot of fun um in the chorus with um is it just a bad dream just starting off just the really fun melody in the chorus and then a surprise breakdown in the song as well yeah that one i was not expecting that at all yeah definitely caught me off guard but i banger banger breakdown banger 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 this is um compared to their ep last year which wasn't my top five eps of 2021 um this is my favorite thing they have released since uh bad decisions and kamikaze so i'm really enjoying this um it's been crazy um following red hook over the years because this this is one of the like first small bands that i found through my discover weekly on spotify i i discovered them at the end of 2018 when they only had like two or three songs out i think and to watch them go from that as just like some random band to show up in my spotify algorithm to now where they're at with like 200,000 plus monthly listeners the last i checked it's just it's it's really cool to see this band grow and i'm enjoying their music basically ever since i got into them we've all got a couple artists like that at mm-hmm. this point it's been yeah. really neat shout out loveless sitting at 975,000 monthly listeners now shout out paloma uh who we've been on to for a while one that we knew they would blow up the loveless just kind of tiktok just kind of took them on another level doing its thing yeah we're not talking about that cover that they dropped this month are we it's not in the playlist no i didn't actually despite it being so popular i didn't really like it all that much i just don't like the song in general and like the way it's structured not the cover um the original but i mean it's popping off it was like number one on like seven different charts and it's at like three million plays now a couple weeks from release like it's it's kind of ridiculous to see the way that the TikTok algorithm, like just the amount and level of impact they can have, you know, the same sort of thing, maybe on a little smaller scale, but with Dark Matter by Rivals type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. No, just awesome to see. For yeah, all like bands. Ne- never tell Blow Up the same way. That'd be yep, as they should. They deserve yeah. to. For real. Let's move on. The Hot Milk Supremacy Hype Train returns with a brand new song, Teenage Runaways. Uh-oh. <laughs> Do you not like this song? No, no, no. I, I, I think it's fine. I just, I'm just scared of the hot milk supremacy hype train. It's a little oh. scary. <laughs> As you should be. <laughs> you will this get ran over. There are no consequences. To impress me, Bad Influence was a little bit... Uh, I mean, Bad Influence was, like, good, but given Hot Milk's track record, I had to... It, it wasn't wasn't my favorite. Teenage Runaways back on that upwards trajectory. The moment this song kicks off and the guitars are coming in, and then Hannah starts singing that first verse, and it's like super intense. I fucking love it. This band's energy is basically unmatched in the pop punk. Can you even call this band a pop punk band at this point? I don't. I don't it feels unfair. Anymore. It feels yeah. like unjust to call this band pop punk because of, of just how diverse they can sound as much as i say that uh the chorus feels very similar to bad influence it has a similar melody to it 
uh, with like i'm just a bad influence we're just teenage runaways like it kind of feels very similar chorus wise and it falls a little bit flat given the strengths of some of their choruses in the past uh particularly with split personality one of my favorite songs of last year i know that they can do better not to say this is bad but uh either way i'm still excited for their upcoming ep it's still way too far away um but this band is likely to make my top 10 top 5 eps of the year once again i don't think this is on track to be as strong as last year's ep so far though they're gonna have to kick it into high gear with the uh, other four songs that remain on this ep if it's gonna be contesting uh the likes of split personality and i just want to know what happens when it does I agree entirely. Yep. But the hot milk supremacy height train rolls on. Choo choo. Still, still loving for ah! this bed. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not resist. You are being saved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is for your own good. <laughs> we got another band hitting up our. If you'd like to opt out of the hot milk supremacy height train, you can uh, call this number. There's no opting out, Jake. I'm redacting your statement. Okay. No opting out. No number I, to be I called. Was You're to on make for a bad the transition. Okay. I had to oh, cross off shit. the bad transition. Oh so. no! I whiffed. I missed it. <laughs> oh no! I fumbled. It's okay. We'll cut it out in post. No, 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 no. Fuck it. We roll. Yeah, that, Justin, take it away. Is, Justin. Justin, say this. Justin. <laughs> I was what saying be before most. Jake decided to be Come on. Come on. I already bullshit. put the next slide up. Tell us what it was. Hurry up, Justin. Catch your breath with their song Dial Tone. I'm in a room with idiots. You know, <laughs> we established wait, that two years wait. ago. <laughs> hey, you're, you're, we're not in the same room as you, so who else is in the room? Yeah, is this. Yo, Justin, blink twice room. if you need help, bro. Voice room. <laughs> The voice room. The voice room. <laughs> Can we talk about Broke. Discord call? Voice room. <laughs> Can we talk about how fucking this band is popping off? Dude, holy shit, this is incredible. This is such a this good song. This is so good. Better than Shame on Me, yes or yes? No. No. <laughs> is this the song I mean... you guys were talking about earlier? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. This Got is the it. one. Got it. If Justin wasn't adding it to my playlist, I was because uh, I'm pretty sure this is my second, no, third favorite single of the month that we're talking about right here. Love to hear it. I, yes. uh, dude, the vocals, it, this is actual quintessential Justin post-hardcore and it is, it is making me one happy human being for as, <laughs> as sad as the lyrics it gets in this song. It's it, so weird. It's just. It's so weird because if, if you go back to the discography, like they right before Sh um shame on me they had a michael Barr feature um with a song called blood in the water that and criminal are both heavy like like they get heavy um and it just seems like at the start of the year they flipped a light switch and was like hey we want to be post hardcore and do post hardcore shit and do cool i'm okay with this yeah <laughs> exactly more of this. yeah this is so good it's like, I'm just imagining right now, Rain City Drive Headliner, Catch Your Breath Support. Oh. Like, 
It's just a, it's just perfect. Law. Uh, if, if you yeah. like Rain City Drive and any band that sounds like Rain City Drive, you will like this song. Um, I'm also gonna recommend their 2018 song "Yesterday." That's the song that got me into this band, and it's also kind of a very similar sound. I think everyone here would like it after this. I want to highlight the uh, delivery on the, in the chorus. The all I wanted was an answer. Yep. Mm, mm-hmm. So good. So good. So good. And then uh, it, later in the chorus with just give me a reason, I need a reason. Mm. It's just everything about this song is incredible. Seriously, like pro one of the most underrated bands that we are talking about this month and potentially this year. For sure. Oh, but they I we say underrated and they're um on Octane now though, right? They're yeah. on Octane, but I'm looking at those monthly listeners numbers and they're they are not as high as I feel like they should be. Ah, we guys, guys, come on, talking to Octane. Yeah, I mean, they'll get up there, surely. The fact that they've even gotten on Octane to begin with, I think that once they have that in, I think that they've set themselves up to be on future rotation, and it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't give, give this band the same trajectory that Archetypes Collide had with Octane. And, well, the band's, I mean, the band's also not playing like this, like the social media game, like Loveless is right. Well, like, and I mean, like, look, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't oh, think they need it. I think no. they're doing fine. Well, and I mean, like, think about for them, too. Like, oh, maybe they were at... Because I'm pretty sure when we first talked about them back in January, I think, or January, February, one of the two, I think they were only at 20,000-something. But even oh. if they... And they're now, what, 54,000. So, I mean, that's still a large increase. But even if it's like, oh, they were at 48,000 before... And now they're at fifty four thousand. Like that's still an increase of like ten percent in your monthly listeners. Like that's still huge. So even if they're not getting like six digits, seven digits, whatever off of Octane, like they're still making progress and progressing and yeah. reaching a wider audience. Think about maybe one person tells two, who tells somebody else. You know, I mean, just I think what it comes down to is that this band deserves the world because they are so good. <laughs> with, with the quality of these back-to-back singles shame on me and dial tone this band deserves the six-figure monthly listeners yes absolutely you are doing yourself an active disservice if you are not checking out this band i agree all right let's move on fame on fire have announced a brand new album and dropped a brand new song called cutthroat So earlier I said I was going to double back on something. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite pissed off anthem of the year, and it's not particularly close. This <clears> is my favorite single huh. of the month. I huh. could I could not have expected Fame on Fire to be releasing one of my favorite songs of the month based on just like that 2020 album. It was all right. It was good. Fuck you, Justin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Keep going. Uh, audio listeners, Justin has a new profile picture. It says, uh, no queens. This, this song's certainly pissed off with the uncleans. Yeah, like, I... I don't know, man. There's something about the energy that this song delivers that makes me want to get mad, get out of my chair, and stomp around my room. 
Mm-hmm. I've done that multiple times so far. <laughs> it's just you don't you have something you got something up just to leave when you're building up with like the opening riff very much reminds me of like Low by Wage War, just that opening guitar riff. And then you just open it with mm. a fuck you. <laughs> just bru- just screamed fuck you. I'm not gonna try and interpret it because I can't, but yeah. it's it sets the tone for this entire Pretty song. Pretty sure it says fuck you, Jake. Hmm? Excuse me, Justin? What is Whoa! Language? Justin, that was a little aggressive towards our friend Jake here, don't you think? <laughs> Can you apologize? Yeah, I'm going to no. need an apology as soon as possible. I better see something drafted in the notes app by the end of the podcast, bro. Dude, You're there better be a tweet. I need the twit longer stat. <laughs> Why Justin is problematic. A thread. How did we get here? <laughs> uh, point oh. being, this... I, I don't know. I have not loved a lot of metalcore songs this year. This is one of them. This is one of those metalcore songs that just the moment I first heard it, I was like, this this is one of them. This is This is the one. This is the one. And I I think the other thing that really had me convinced, when you get into that breakdown and you give me that one second pause before you just lay it down. Simply by having a one second pause, you've already brought yourself into conversation of top five breakdown of the year for me. <laughs> It just hits different, man. I don't know how else to explain it. This song just hits different. I don't want to rain on your parade. I I think this is my least favorite Fame on Fire song. I'm unfortunately going to have to agree. I don't know about that, but it's a little... (laughs) Jake in shambles right now, bro. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) We're bullying Jake right now. It's yeah. <laughs> I think what it is, at least for me, is that I think that the band, and I think we mentioned, I mentioned this when we talked about their album in 2020, which I believe was also a, a June or July album, something from the summer, um, that I think they're at their strongest when they take what they learned from the pop songs that they covered for a while back then. I still don't know if they're doing as many covers as frequently. I haven't really kept up with them recently, but that's why something like um, crazy for your crazy from that last album, which is just rock with like pop. That's that's pop my melodies. second favorite song. That's my second favorite song until cutthroat came out. Crazy for your crazy was my favorite song and what I wanted to hear more from. And then they just yeah. bring this out is like the heaviest thing that they've ever done. And I fucking love it. Yeah. I, well, I think that, I don't love it as much because it it leans more into that heavier side of what they do. I like Fame on Fire as a pop rock band. I don't mm. like them as a hard rock metal band. I like, I agree. Yeah. I, also I think, think because they do cover so much, maybe it affects their because they're not really writing lyrics, right? So they're not very experienced at writing very creative lyrics, I'll say. I'm gonna counter that point and just say that they put out some pretty good, like original stuff. Um, back in 2017, they put out a song called "Over It," which is still probably my favorite. Fam on Fire. Um, I don't think that was in their album 2020, but um, I think I think they certainly have the potential to do like creative lyricism, and mm-hmm. 
really you know, just actually, kind of branch out with their sound. You're right. You're right. You made me. You reminded me of uh, when you said like a 2018 song. I think of uh, Back on You. And if you ever watch the video for that, you think it's about one thing, but that it's actually about another. And it actually like throws you off, and it's actually I thought it was really clever. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna retract my statement. Yeah, um, it was back to you, but uh, that is back to I'm you, looking yes. at their discography. Back right on now. you yeah. is never terrible. Back on you, yeah. <laughs> sure. like, like they they alternated between covers back in like the 2017 to 2019 span between originals and covers. Like back to you, wait, and over it were kind of their original songs from that time period, and I still think that's some of their best content. Or Jake, bro. <laughs> you know, you guys are certainly fueling the fire for that pissed off anthem. Yeah. Hey, 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 Jake. How do you feel? Well, pissed <laughs> off. By glass hands. Yo! <laughs> we share one collective brain cell at any even point i think and like whenever we want to talk about something we have to like share the cell i think that's why i stroke out so often is because it wasn't my turn yet so i try thinking without permission and just short circuit we run out of brain cells oh man anyways justin go ahead this song's all right this is probably my f- this is my most played song of the month I'm gonna say I wouldn't say it's my favorite but just that opening bit that first verse just does it for me for the song mm. like it's so good if this song was entirely Queens I think I would like it more I'd argue if, if it was entirely Queens like that first opening bit would kind of it feel like more blended in. I think, I think the uncleans kind of help set it apart from the rest of the song and probably make me enjoy it more. Um, so it also helps. It's only three and a half minutes, so yeah, very easily replayable. I don't. How do I put this? Something about this isn't clicking, and I want it to, because I listen to it and I'm like, shit. I don't remember Glass Hands being this good, and. I love everything I'm hearing, and then I get finished with the song after loving it all the way through, and I'm like, huh, I don't want this in my playlist. And I literally don't know what it is. I think this might be the most confusing song of the year for me. <laughs> I think I should I, I should also specify this was for an EP that has already dropped at the point of this recording. We're not going to oh, talk about the EP, but uh, that dropped this last Friday. Um, yeah. It's also going to be the last EP with this Clean's vocalist because he's stepping away from the band. So... Um, in general, I think this is probably my favorite Glass Hand song. They had another song uh, back a while a while back called Bouquet, um, their most played song. That was probably still my favorite. I'd have to go back and listen to their 2018 album to really see how I feel. But mm. um, this song in general has just been very easily replayable for me. The song's alright. As I said, I think I would like the song more if it was just Cleans. The opening is fantastic, but Uncleans kind of are on the verge of taking me out of the song. Not working for me as much as I would have hoped. But it, it's solid. I This is my first introduction to the band, and I enjoy it. I'm glad that you guys introduced this band to me. Not my favorite thing, but I enjoyed it. Moving on, then. 
Fixation have another brand new song called More Alive. And I have a few things to say about this song, but I really, I have one thing that I want to start with. Mm -hmm. You can't resist the temptation. The satisfaction has never felt so enticing. The vocal delivery on that into the riffs of this song are, it's just, this is my favorite fixation song by a long shot. And it is in big part due to that delivery into the riff. This this song in particular made me... Th- this band is like a grungier, darker version of Holding Absence. Oh, oh my god. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> just listen. I just had like... Jacob's third eye just open. <laughs> I, I just like ascended, dude. I listened to a man have an epiphany in real time, bro. Oh my god. Derek has strokes, Jacob has epiphanies. You like yep. to see it. It's just, like, I, I compare this song to Gravity by Holding Absence and the drum solo that that song has compared to the drums in the riff of this song, and I'm like, these songs are really similar, but Fixation just has, like, a darker tone to the guitars, and the vocals are a lot more kind of almost spoken word-esque, but it has a grit to it that really just comes across as very powerful in this song. Um, not to mention... There's a breakdown at the end of this song. The guitars go fucking nuts. And I I love it. This this song really surprised me. Uh, Fixation have been a band that... They've always been decent, but never amazing. Mm-hmm. This is the first song that's really been... This is the first song that's really clicked with me, and it's going to stay in my head. And I'm hoping that they've got an album or an EP coming out, because this is the third song that they've dropped this year. And... Surely something's coming. I don't know what. But something has to be coming. And I'm very interested to see where it goes at this point. It's going to be me if they keep putting out songs like this. Let me <laughs> tell you. No, I, I really like this. I don't think I've really paid attention, I guess, would be a way to put it, to fixation. <laughs> a lot, I think, I think they've maybe been brought up before type of thing, but nothing stuck with me. This is so good. I liked so many songs this month, bro. Y'all had some really good picks. <laughs> I just I, I, I want to shout out the rest of y'all because I I think these past few months in particular, like the stuff that you guys have added, you know, it's maybe something you've put in like the music sharing type of thing in the Discord. I haven't really been able to check it out because it's like, oh, I'll listen to it and then I'm at work and I forget and then I get to here and I'm like, oh shit, these are all really good. <laughs> like, yeah, the small so the small sh- bands are delivering lately. They're really delivering this year, really, really strongly. Oh my goodness, yeah. That's kind of all I have to say. Just the vocal delivery on the satisfaction has never felt so enticing into that riff or the breakdown. Just, it's so good. I think that brings us to another really good song that I didn't get the chance to listen to until we got here. And now I'm like, holy shit. Um, Nerve have dropped their newest single, Still Breathing. My boys are back. Been a while. Yeah, Been they. A uh, while. I think I think it's because they had some record label issues and mm. they had to get out of a nasty contract. But 
Um, I'm glad because holy shit, this sounds so good. Yeah, this is. I think the the subtle, electronically repitched vocals really sell me on this song. You know how much I love those. I have always expressed my love for those type of vocals, and this is no exception. I really, really enjoy this. Yeah, the the opening and then the um, the bridge. Uh, fighting off the alcohol, feeling like I'll never win it all, holding on to you, I'm on to you. It's a very, it's very easy lyrics to really go back and just kind of sing. Um, once you like go give it a couple of listens. Um, I also want to shout out the instrumentation of just the the solo, the the bit between the like second to last and last chorus. That mm-hmm. is amazing. Such a good part. Yeah, like, I... Yeah, I don't go for it. Uh, th- th- I'm just gonna say, like, this band has been dropping incredible songs after incredible songs. I really need to hear this album this year. Yeah. yeah. I-, I really need the album this year. Yeah, I'm at the point where... <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you. And I think it's just because I, I-, I really hadn't... I-, I was a big fan of the Bad Habits EP when I first yeah. um, found that in enough, but those are the only two songs that really stuck with me back then. And the more recent songs, well, I say recent, like hopeless wasn't in 2020, but those and bad nature was like, all right, you know, you're back. You've piqued my interest. This has sold me completely. I love this. This is just an amazing song. And I am very much looking forward to it. On the contrary, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite where bad nature was the song that really sold me. And this mm-hmm. one's kind of falling a little flat. Oh, damn. Um, I still like it, but the soft vocal delivery in the chorus just isn't doing it for me. Mm. That That's really what's holding me back here. Um, but this band, they still have an incredible vocalist, and the instrumentation is there. It's just the full picture didn't come together for my ears uh, this time. But I'm still very, I'm very interested to see what this upcoming album or EP sounds like. It's definitely an album. It's definitely an album? Um, okay, good. Yeah, yeah it's got it's be. Um, I think we're going to get one more here within the next month or two. And then um, maybe real quick, um, one of the members of Nerve is in the chat saying it's coming this year 100%. Oh, dope. Hell so, yeah. Well, I, that answers it. our question. Love to hear it. Yeah, th- this incredible song. Thank you so much. I think that uh, brings us to the next one. Um, another Derek song. Let's go. Uh, Mr. Wives are back and they have dropped a new song called Where Do We Go From Here? Where do we go from here? This dropped um, alongside another song called Easy, which was a little more mellow um, and is the second and third single, I believe, after uh, another one called Dreams. I think there's an upcoming album. Um, This is a band that I go way back to. You know, we were talking earlier with Elenium about like the kind of EDM influences. Like this was a band that featured on a pegboard nerd song back in like 2013 called Coffins. Um, which is like probably my most played EDM song of all time. Fuck, I and... think I actually remember that song. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we... my brain. and that was like 
2013 before and they so they ended up making that their part of that song into a full song and then releasing it as an ep they put out a couple albums since this is they they normally they're kind of a alternative pop sometimes venturing into the rock side of things and this kind of has that rock synth more upbeat vibe to it and i love this i think this is my favorite mr wives song in a hot minute since they dropped um rock bottom i believe is the name of the single off the last album which kind of had the same sort of vibe as this it's just even if the lyricism isn't necessarily as happy it's just a happy upbeat vibey song that you can just chill to or rock out or play with the windows down or whatever you want to do you know i bouncy and fun i guess would be a way to describe it and i love the way her voice sounds in the chorus I love the way that the instrumentation sounds. Just everything about this, I'm really in love with. This is my favorite Mr. Wives song in a long time and one of my favorites from the month easily. Uh, this is my first time listening to Mr. Wives and I'm not as high on it, but this this song vibes. This is chill. I like this. Uh, I gave it I gave it my two listens earlier today. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I dig it. I'm down for more. Yeah, they, they have so many styles that I don't really know whether or not we're going to get more like this in whatever, you know, EP album. I think it's an album. But I am very excited for more Mr. Wives if they put out more like this. You know, that's might be looking at a top 10 of the year dark horse for, for Derek. We'll see how it goes. But no, I've been spending this all month. I love this. So your friendly reminder that Jacob did add a second song to the playlist this month. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's also a third one, but I kind of added it because, yeah, whatever. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, yeah, Dead Lakes have released their new single, Wrong Way. Made up my mind, I'll die with the decision. Wrong way, How we feeling? This is my favorite Dead Lake song, and it's not particularly close. Yep. I think so too, actually. Yeah. It's yeah. I, Jacob, you, you talk about it because I think I'm probably just going to agree with whatever you can say. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to leave this one to you, King. You got this. Uh, I, I just love it, dude. It's just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it, dude. Justin, how are you feeling about this one? Yeah. You love it, dude? <laughs> no, Justin? I was making fun of I was making fun of Jacob. Um, I thought it was all right. Haven't added it in my playlist yet, but I'll probably go back to it after the show. Damn it. Dead Lakes was, before the single Dead Lakes was sitting in that uh, kind of, I'll call it a purgatory, of, of the post-hardcore purgatory, where it's like <laughs> I'm waiting for the everything that I've heard is good. Kind of like Falset was, actually. There's been a lot of bands hopping out of, <laughs> out of post-hardcore purgatory and into the playlist this month. Um, and this is one of them. I love this. Yeah happy to finally have one <laughs> yeah sam i remember that ep from 2020 like it was good didn't really stick with me very much but like it was good this song has gotten stuck in my head like immediately that chorus comes in uh like wrong way down a one lane just trying to find a way to let go or whatever it says i don't have the lyrics pulled up but like that that's how much it's gotten in my head that like it's been out for barely a week and like i've got that chorus stuck in my head without really even thinking yeah. about it without even having to look at anything it's just it's so incredibly catchy. The instrumentation is just the perfect tone to match the vocals. It's just a fantastic song. 
I, yeah, Justin, you made, I'm going to say you should have went to that show with Thousand Below and Dead Lakes. Just say you should have went. I should have went. <laughs> I should have went, but just due to scheduling, I, I really didn't want to mess the after hours with mm-hmm. uh, Kaylee and make it so. Plus, I, I I wasn't completely sold on Thousand Blow. I really probably would have gone to get Savage Hands live, and maybe see if I would have jived with the other ones. But, eh. Uh, I love this one. They like it, like they mute. It's not totally muted instruments, but he just mm-hmm. sings the chorus with like less instruments. Is what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's at the end. Um, yeah. Uh, it's uh, depressing and also makes me want to drive the wrong way down to one lane. <laughs> Not really, honestly. <laughs> yeah, for legal reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> Jacob, are we losing you? Are we, are, am I disconnecting? Or you mean like in my brain? I think I think he meant in your brain. I mean, kinda. No, he meant in the playlist. What? I don't get that. Oh, the next song shit. is "Losing oh. You" by Our Promise. Oh. It's oh, alright, Jake. I, got Jake, him, I got you. Got I was him, like, so concerned for a second. I was like, hey, Jacob, homie, like, do we need to cut it for something? Are, are you alright? <laughs> no, Jake. Oh, I, got man. I, I am the king of the bad transitions today. I, don't, I, am, I don't know. I'm 0 for 2 on picking up the Jake's transitions tonight, bro. Fumble in the bag. I just choose to ignore them. Uh, Jake, mind if I start on this one? Yeah. Yeah. Our problem this... is fine. I, I, they made, they made a <laughs> Justin song. Yeah, that's to say, what the fuck? Jake, you could have told me they were catering to me. <laughs> I mean, you did. I think um, you did, but... yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, this actually, for some reason, um, at least probably the chorus, points me back to like 2012 uh, Day to Remember. Like, All Signs Point to oh. Lauderdale era. Huh. I, I don't know why. I don't see it, but... I don't I, know why I, I either. Vocally. I can see it vocally. Vo- vocally, at least... Um, fuck, what was that one song? The music video was like baseball. I made a wax layer. What, what are you made of? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is one I'm, I'm thinking of uh, from Homesick. Um, that, um, for some reason, like that sticks in my head when I, whenever I listen to this song. Um, but I thought this was good. This was my, the first... Our promise song I added to my playlist, and uh, I went back and listened to at least Renegades. Um, I'll have to go back and listen to the other ones, but um, I thought Renegades was better than what I originally had thought, so it still didn't make its way to my playlist. Um, but, but I've got I'm you ca- convinced on at least one song now, so there's hope. I'm catching on, so there's hope. Yes, you'll have to see it. Yeah, I, I knew the moment I first heard the song that. This band could not cater more to Justin if they tried, basically. So, <laughs> I'm glad that you actually like it. 
Um, but again, it's just our promise kind of doing our promise things, but not really. There's really only like right before the second chorus, they drop in a couple of screams and that's kind of it. Otherwise it's basically just entirely cleans from top to bottom in quite stark contrast to their debut EP last year. I really like this. It's not my favorite song of theirs, but our promise have set the bar really high for me. Um, I still like it. I've still listened to it a fair bit. And uh, at this point, I similar to how you view Thousand Blood, this band hasn't been around for nearly as long, but this band can't miss as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think there's another band that can't miss, and we're about to talk about them. You might be right. In fact, I would say that you are right. Paloma. Brand new song, Quicksand. This band doesn't miss. Simply put. Paloma does uh, not miss. Uh, Justin, shut up. This band does not miss. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I would say I didn't catch on to Fever when that came out. And that's still the only one that's not saved in my playlist. But... I think this this song is their best song. Oh, oh, that's a take. That's a take. That's a take. Hang on. Whoa, he's like he's like left speechless. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I honestly don't because I was like I was gonna be like, I think the floor has been set so high with this band. That even though this song is really good, I, I'm not really into. Well, I am into it, but I'm like not into it as I should be. This song this, is this interchangeable is with. Uh... Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say the song is interchangeable with me for with uh two a.m. and bad as uh my favorite Paloma song. Just really depends on the day. I would argue that this and 2AM are the only Paloma songs that I think are really, like, that I enjoy. I don't really care for the rest of them. Yeah, I know. I know that's my hot take, what? is that I'm not into Paloma. I heard steam come out of Jacob's ears. Do you want to hear my hot take? My igloo is melting. <laughs> <laughs> Move out of Canada, stupid! <laughs> you want to hear my hot take? This is the fifth best Paloma song out of six, and it's still incredible. Well, no, you said best, and not like and second not second worst. worst. Yeah, because fifth best is better than second worst for the quality of material this band is putting out. But if you put the six singles here in an EP, it is easily top EP twenty twenty two right now. Not even close. Da 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 da. Now, I don't know if Paloma are actually releasing an EP or an album, but please, um, please, something. It's an EP, we just don't know when the fuck it is. I need it in my ears. Yes, Bands yes, with yes, good yes. music that take a long time to release it, please put out an album challenge. Uh, yeah, I'm Paloma, looking at you, Paloma, hot, hot Milk. Conquer Divide, <laughs> um, who else is there? Catch Your Breath. Yeah, I need I need these expeditiously, but no, I mean this this is especially since I wasn't feeling super high on um 
whatever it's called, um, since I wasn't feeling super high on a lot of the other singles, to have a Paloma song that I really like, like this one, I'm happy. I know that might be a hot take for the rest of y'all, but for me, I'm I'm vibing. I'm happy. I, mean, I'm I, will, I will never complain when a new Paloma song shows up in my release radar or in my Twitter feed two weeks before it actually comes out. <laughs> Do love to see that. Two more songs before we get into the big releases of the month. Following in reverse, put out a brand new song called Voices in My Head. All right, Derek, hit me with it. Hmm. I'm ready to take the blow. Our resident following in reverse disliker. Other than All right. Side. First and foremost, it's fuck Ronnie Radke. All right, yes. I want to lead with True. that. It's fuck Ronnie Radke. I think he's a dick. Praise now, I also don't like anything that Falling Reverse has ever put out on an album ever. I don't like Popular Monster. I didn't like any of the reimagined shit they did. I didn't like Carry On. I'm not a vampire, whatever. And then we got to Zombified. And I was upset. Because the lyrics suck dick. I mean, they're just terrible. Yes, they do. And that but the song... That song is not saved. I have that song saved because it's so catchy. And I like the... It's got the catchy chorus. It's got the surprise breakdown that's, like, really heavy. And the, the way that the guitars are tuned really, like, scratches an itch in my brain. And I was mad. Because I like the Falling in Reverse song. And I, did, I felt like I wasn't supposed to. And unfortunately, now I'm pissed. Because I like this one even more. Yes. And the, that chorus is undeniable. The lyrics yeah. still kind of suck, but they're not as bad as Zombify. They're not like, yes. as objectively bad. Yes. You are literally saying what I want to say. The surprise breakdown in this one is even better than the one in Zombified. I don't know. The music video is like just as I will say, regardless of how you feel about this band, the music video, like quality for these past like, two has uh, been almost insane. Unparalleled. It's almost unparalleled. Yeah. Like, I just really want to be in a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like when Falling in Reverse made scene music. Now they're making music for pissed off Republicans in the age 30 to 50 range. But in making that, what? <laughs> I mean, you, you tell, you look at Zombified and you tell, and go look in the comments of like all the people like defending Ronnie Radke on Twitter. And they're literally all the same, like 30 to 50 year olds. Like you wouldn't get it. Ronnie's music, like changed my life. These lyrics like saved me. And the lyrics are like, everybody's canceling you. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You go look at the Falling Universe fan base on Twitter and tell me I'm wrong. I'll wait. I don't know. I don't I'll wait. Don't follow it. Um, I don't either. Everything I see is against my will. <laughs> um, but I mean, all that to say that I think they're really like two for two on singles here. And the songwriting and catchiness of these verses and choruses, the way that it's structured, I can't not like this solely on the fact that after first listen, it is stuck in my head until my brain forces me to listen to it and like it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. And then you have the breakdown that comes in. It's like, all right, well, that's just the bow on top. I will say, I think that this and Zombified have the exact same song structure, and I think it's going to get a little repetitive if we keep getting the same one. But if Memphis yeah. Mayfire proved anything, it's that that can work as long as the songs are good. 
So I'm going to need Falling in Reverse to start missing and make songs that I hate again, because if I have to live in a world where there is a Falling in Reverse album in contention for my top 10, I'm going to be very upset. I Isn't don't want EP? that. I think it's an EP. Really? Okay, good. Thank God. Actually, I don't want it anywhere near my top 10 anything, so I need the rest of these songs to suck. <laughs> I'm content <laughs> with these two, please. I want to highlight, you know the delivery on Forever? Yup, 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 that little falsetto before the chorus. Yeah. Oh. Damn you, Ronnie Radke! <laughs> yeah, this song's pretty good. I don't have much else to say. You guys trying to set everything. I didn't say anything. It was all Derek. And you yeah, literally I mean... said exactly what I want to say, but probably better, honestly. <laughs> I don't know why I have so much energy. Because the song's hype, that's why. True. Yeah, I don't think there's too much more to add. It's, uh... it's a good song. It's zombified too, but a little bit less cringe. Yep. <laughs> That's an excellent way to yeah, put the, it. The lyrics are bearable. I like I like how that's that's the bar we're at, is that the lyrics are bearable. Let's move on is to this the last song of the month. Event. Yes! Uh the villa have dropped their new single, Bad for Me. You're the boy. Which is their first since Turning Point in 2020, um, which also dropped, I believe, alongside Ritual Abuse. So this is, I don't know if he's the one necessarily who created the band, but the singer in this is Michael Bond, formerly of Woe Is Me and Issues, who is the unclean vocalist. And they kicked him out of the band in 2018, I believe, because he wouldn't show up to band practice and refused to learn how to sing. And they wanted him to learn how to sing. Well, now, four years later, he's singing. <laughs> um, and he's still doing uncleans. And quite honestly, like, his, his cleans are whatever. You know, I mean, they're good. It's nothing... I, I, they're definitely an improvement for where they were at in issues. Um, also, full disclaimer, that's my understanding of how he got kicked out of the band. I really don't know all the things. It's been a lot of years. I just remember being very disappointed that he was gone. Um, but anyway... So the cleans are good. His uncleans still sound so fucking good, dude. I've missed them so much. This breakdown hits so hard. I love this. This is off of an upcoming EP in July, I believe. Yeah, and I think we're July. getting... Yeah, July. Shout out July. And we're getting another song, I believe, before then. So we'll have another one for June, and then the EP's in July. Um, I'll say July. <laughs> I love I love July. I love the song. I'm so happy that we've got new the villa and that Michael Bond's back and that he sounds so good on all fronts. I'm happy. I'm a happy man with this song. He's a happy man. I'm a happy man. What say you guys? Are you happy men with the song? I am like are you an, are you an indifferent man? I like this song. <laughs> an ambivalent man. It's a little Not... repetitive at points, but I like it. Yeah, I kind of need like one one or more new mm -hmm. songs to really kind of stick with it. I did not like his unclean vocals in issues. I still don't. That is all. That hurts me. <laughs> that hurts. It's understandable, but it hurts me. I'm. How how should I put this? I'm. Hmm. 
What's the word? I'm empathetically disappointed. <laughs> I think is how I'll put it. Sound like a parent. Disappointed, a but not surprised. That's a new phrase. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> this is not pleasantly surprised. Empathetically disappointed. <laughs> empathetically disappointed. Yeah. Uh, what, how are you going to get that one? title how, for how, the mom? How are you going to get empathetically disappointed into all of our episodes from now on? That's a lot right. harder than pleasantly surprised. I think we just found we're up and up. Down. We're up. We're up in the difficulty level on the podcast meter. <laughs> I think we need a song title for our upcoming EP. Oh yeah, empathetically disappointed. <laughs> and pleasantly surprised could be like the interlude opener. Yup. Oh, we're getting places now. Let's go. <laughs> the floor is expanding. This is a song of just in, incoherent text that's just supposed to be a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Why not make that the closer? Make that the closer. <laughs> sure. It's like it's like the closer no, for that Stand Atlantic album. It's an interlude. It's an interlude. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that Stand Atlantic album, let's talk about our one EP of the month so we can talk about that Stand Atlantic album soon. Now, that sounds like you're disrespecting what EP we're about to talk with, so I'm going to hold hearts. your horses. This is not a roadblock. This is a beautiful gold-plated stepping stone, and it needs to be treated as such. <laughs> I'm sorry for hurting your child. Yeah. You better. Don't let it happen again. Uh, I'll try. Garden... I won't. Has dropped. No, no. This this deserves its own interrupted <laughs> introduction. This is the EP section of This is the podcast. Yep. Garden has dropped his newest EP called Long Story Short. This is i think that wow (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's revolutionary stuff i'm coming out with hot takes guys i I know it is revolutionary (laughs) stuff dude i think this is my favorite ep ever what okay so of all the people to hear that from i did not expect it to be you i mean like not of all the people here right if i had to pick somebody but favorite ep ever i think so tell me why Uh, it's just I don't you know, have been I just, absorbed I by it, the, the the spell of Garden. Derek, it's just, Derek it's just has his wand, like, casting a spell on everything is so catchy. Okay, <laughs> that's um, trying to explain. I was just trying to make a funny joke. <laughs> Poor homie. Poor homie. <laughs> Poor Jacob's trying to explain his love for his favorite EP of all time, and Jake's like, I, uh, "I'm gonna let you finish, but uh." <laughs> I'll shut up now. Continue, Jacob, my king. This is making me the happiest I've been all night. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just lyrically, I love it. Uh, the way it sounds mm-hmm. is amazing. It's quick and repeatable, I think, is the main thing. Repeatable. Yeah. You can just keep it going on over and over, and I don't get bored of it. That I think that's got to be the main thing, actually. Because I could listen to this forever. Like, I've, I've honestly listened to it forever. I think Mistakes is now my most played song of the year. I'm pretty sure 
it, I think I said it was my most played song of the year, like two days after this was released. Yeah, yeah. Which is insane. Which is like, that means I listened to it like 80 times in one or two days. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just, I'm going to highlight some stuff like um, in Light Work. I think my mm-hmm. favorite line is. Um, this music is my obsession. I'll do this shit every day until I meet, until I reach my ascension. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and then where is it? I need to. I can, he says something about like music is how I heal. I don't know. I can't even find it now. I know Fuck. you got it. You can do it. Okay. I can't find it. You've got it. I believe in you. I want to echo uh, your sentiment about light work, and also say that I think that it's probably maybe the most mainstream in recent history that i think he sounded you know i i i get maybe almost mac miller-esque vibes from lightwork more so than anything else i've heard from him i think that in saying that lightwork is probably my least favorite song off the ep but i've still listened to it like 80 times mm-hmm. and it's just incredible I think um, Haunted is my least favorite. Okay, so Haunted's my favorite. Mm. So this is, yeah, I love it. And I'll get into that later. But I want you to keep singing its praises because, like, for the for those of you listening, I'm the Garden fanboy here. And I got Jacob into it, and now he's, he's listing this as his favorite EP of all time. And just the smile on my face right now is, like, I'm unmitigated serotonin. So the more praises he sings, the happier I get. No pressure. I found the lyric. And then, like, Go for it. Go for it. I won't ever take a break because the music's how I heal. And then um, I ain't ever had my doubts. That's how you know that that it's real. That's what it is. just honk your car? <laughs> <laughs> Way to interrupt the very uh, intense I think, like, passion. That line, like, I won't ever take a break because music's how I heal. Mm-hmm. It's like, me too, man. Me too. Uh, like, <laughs> right? Not like, not like making music, obviously, because I don't make music. But like, mm-hmm. music is what I go to when I'm upset about something or anything. Really, it's just like music is always there for me, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, really relatable. Well, and I think that that's something that I really appreciate about a lot of Garden's music, and especially on this EP, is that there's always something for me in every song because he's unapologetically him it feels like in all of his music and he does what he wants to and all the listeners are along for the ride you know he's just going to make the music that he wants and allow himself that creative freedom and in doing so it gives him the ability to express himself in whatever manner he feels like and it feels so down to earth and personal and relatable on so many levels i know um one of his songs inside i've been spinning a lot recently you know um just there's oh it feels like every era of the music that he puts out and whatever he focuses on because i've been listening to him for what i think six six years now and just every time he puts out something it feels like there's always one line for me to connect to and i don't yes. think i have that with any other artists and that's what makes a lot of his music so special to me i want to talk about mistakes real quick mm. And I want you more so to talk about mistakes. Can we talk about how fucking fire that beat is? Yeah. With the piano? It, it's 
That's oh yeah, uh, that's actually what, what was it? Earthist, right? Mm-hmm. On yeah, the piano. Like when I first heard the Earthist song, I was like, "This sounds like mistakes." And then, yeah, but it's yeah, um, yeah. I think the yeah, I think the beat is what carries the song for me, as well as the fucking depressing lyrics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I've mentioned this before, but I think uh, it's amazing how he can sound so bored yet emotional at the same time. yeah it's crazy right no it's 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 emo- you know we we had whatever phrase i coined before i must say emotionally apathetic for this one <laughs> right like he cares and he doesn't and it, it's there's nobody else doing it like him i don't think i can't think of another artist that manages to to convey that sort of i guess emotion would be a way to put it or lack thereof I want to shout out Haunted real quick. Um, I think that the beat on, I mean, as incredible as that beat on on Mistakes is with the flourishing piano, the way that he delivers his lines in Haunted to the beat when the beat doesn't really have any anything punchy to it, the beat is very like flowy. And it it's feels like, like hey, his... Hi, hello, it's me, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Um, but that in the same way that the beat just kind of feels like a, like a, a wave kind of swaying back and forth, his vocal delivery like sways along with it. So it just feels like one where you close your eyes, like lean back in your chair and like kind of sway side to side a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. you can do it perfectly in tandem with the way that he's delivering the lyrics. Um, and then I wanted to, speaking of the lyrics in that, um, Let's see. Where is it? Um, am I really here? Am I not? Is there anywhere that I ought to be? I ain't trying to stay here with these oddities. And honestly, it's kind of getting hard to breathe and hard to speak when barred with teeth. My tongue's sitting in my mouth, but it's hard to speak. I'll fall asleep with every fragment haunting me. My dreams turn into nightmares when they're calling me. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I guess my interpretation of this song is that you're in your own head um, you know, like he says, and I guess would be the chorus is tripping over every thought. Um, this ain't ever what you want. Talking about like you know you don't you don't want to be in your own head, but your head is a place that's haunted with uh, with bad thoughts and see, I, thinking too I never much. Dove into the lyrics of this song, but now that you're like telling me about it, it's like I didn't even realize like the ha- the house is haunted is about his head. <laughs> I mean, it could not be. I could be entirely wrong, but that's the way that no, I no, interpret it. No, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I just... also think um, something interesting that I found is this sounds more produced than what I normally hear from him. I could be mm. wrong. You're the... And that threw me off at the beginning. And I was like, oh, I like it when he's more... When it sounds more, like, raw. Raw, but... yeah. But it it grew on me very quickly. Yeah, um, I think it might just be maybe who he got his his beats from or who's been producing it. I don't know if he maybe I think um, I don't I shit I can't remember if he's self producing the album or if he got help and outsourced it. I know the beats some of the beats have been from um, 
this producer called Pokédex, and I don't know if they're also because I know he he made like beats before he started getting into like emo rap and eventually you know to the mm-hmm. place that we are today. So um, I know I don't know if he's making his own beats here. I know there's there's somebody call there's a call out or a producer tag in mistake. So I know I didn't do that one, but yeah, either way, it does sound a lot more crisp and clean and produced than a lot of his normal stuff. But in saying that, like you said. It didn't take me long to get used to it at all, and I love this equally as much as the rest of his music. I mean, I think I'm at like 70 or 80 liked songs by him at this point, and like, mm-hmm. I, in a year, we've discussed it multiple times, but in a year where it feels like EPs have been few and far between, and the ones that have come out, there have been a few, you know, Diamonds in the Rock, but the rest have been kind of like, eh, or whatever. This, to me, is a huge shining star that... Yes, like you said, because it's so easily replayable, and the three songs all feel like they're cohesive. It's all uniquely Garden, but they all sound so different and have different vibes to them. It makes it so easy to just go back and listen to over and over again and not feel like you're getting bored with it. You know, you can have it actively listening to it. You can have it in the background doing whatever you're doing at the time. You know, working out, shopping, whatever. It's it's very much a any time, any place type of EP, but it's also one that you can sit down and listen to to think about your current situation or your headspace. It's so multifaceted and I, there's just, you know, I've got artists like Dance Gavin Dance and Emma Rosa that, that I love listening to, but there is no artist quite like Garden that can make me sit down with any given song and especially this EP and say... I can listen to this when I'm sad. I can listen to this when I'm feeling, you know, I want to reflect on things. I can listen to this when I just want to vibe. I can do this when I'm hype. Like his discography is so, so diverse. And I think this EP does a great job of reflecting all of what he can do. And yeah, I mean, it's just incredible stuff. I'm so happy with this. I'm so excited to have this to to chew on as a prelude to the album, which I believe is coming out. I thought it was coming out late July, but he mentions um, in light work or no, it's mistakes that the album's coming out in August, I believe. Yes. yes. So, you know, late July, August, whenever at most I got to wait another two months and I'm happy if this is what I have in the meantime to listen to, because this is just incredible. Yeah. We'll be talking about this again. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We will. We will most certainly (laughs) be talking about this again. So... All right, Jake, you, you spent long enough hearing us sing our praises about Garden. Let's all sing our praises about something else, shall we? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea to me. Stand Atlantic finally dropping their brand new album, Fuck Everything and Run, a.k.a. Fear. Oh, that's what it stands for. Body parts get me out of the door Like I wanna cut the ties with a blunt So tell me why you love me Cause I'm gonna fight you Yep, that's what it stands for. Fuck everything and run. Ah, man. Uh, I, for the first time since Wolves at the Gate, I am excited, like, I am truly excited to talk about an album. Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I don't know, man. It's just... There's been some good albums this year, but the top, top tier, the ones that are contending for the end of the year, they, they've been a little shy in the first half of 2022. Stand Atlantic coming out 
with a lock, I'm pretty sure at this point. This shit's incredible. Yeah, I would echo um, that this is also probably a lock for me. And I would put it maybe in the same vein as a, well, I guess we'll um, talk about it next month kind of thing. But that it's, um, I put it in the same vein as a Memphis Mayfire, where it's just fun and you can't not listen to it. Yeah. Like, I'm not drawn in maybe necessarily by the lyricism in the same way that I was, um, you know, a, a, a death of peace of mind, maybe. Or, you know, I'm kind of spoiling my top 10 albums of the year here so far. I mean, but with I think I spoiled my top EPs already, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that, like, with, with Dream Wake, where I want to go back and I want to hear, like, the sax solos and everything like that. Whereas with this, I'm drawn back to this simply because it is so fucking fun and yeah. entertaining and bouncy to listen to. And the fact that they contain so much of that in a longer track list, but a shorter runtime draws me back in to be able to replay it over and over and over mm -hmm. again. I gotta know, Jake. We 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 sung some high praise about the singles, yes. and I I don't remember if you echoed my sentiment that I had on the first night that we listened to this, where I was like, you know, I'm really glad the second half of the album kind of picked it up because it seemed like it was very um, single focused. I guess would be a way to put it, like it was sing a single heavy album. Give it a month to sit with it. How do you feel about the singles versus the non singles? Do you have any new favorites? The singles are still generally my favorite on here. However, there is one glaring exception. <laughs> I think we all know what it is. <laughs> Cabin Fever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that song... Cabin Fever is the first proper holy shit moment I've had this entire year. When... That breakdown comes in out of nowhere. When that breakdown starts building out of nowhere, mm -hmm. I am just like, hello, stand at Lenick, hello, are you okay? Right. Like, how, are you guys okay? And then it hits, and pop punk bands can make better breakdowns than half of the metalcore bands I listen to, I guess. Fuck it. Yep. Um, I was so blown away by that to a point where <laughs> half of them... <laughs> My top five most played songs of the year right now are consisted of half Bad Omens and half Stand Atlantic. You know what? It's funny you say that because I think mine are two and it's literally my top four. <laughs> let me let me double check. Spoiling my top songs of the year right now. Yeah, of my top five, two are Bad Omens and two are Stand Atlantic. Yeah. And so... I, I think, I think, yeah. <laughs> Cabin Fever, to, to come at the end of the album too, I think is so important because it follows the weakest stretch of songs on the album in my opinion with nails from the back blood clot and xo i'm discounting don't talk to me because i've actually gone back to that song a fair bit but nails from the back blood clot and xo are the three songs that have not fully clicked with me yet i think they're all fun whenever i hear them they're great um like that chorus and blood clot is fantastic nails from the back probably the most underwhelming um and xo xo is just fun like usual but to go from like the insane streak of songs of Dumb, Hair Out, Death Wish, and Switchblade to four songs that are kind of all more underwhelming to then 
end with cabin fever into Molotov. The brutal energy, the fast pace, the BPM of those two songs to end this album blew me away. Uh, and then you get, I wonder what car, kind of garlic bread they get at Mensa. Yeah, Fuck they it. have at Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Shout it. out Stand Stand Atlantic. Atlantic. Stand Atlantic yeah. do Stand Atlantic things. Um, Cabin Fever is an absolutely incredible song. Not my favorite song on the album, but it's damn close at this point. Um, that type of trap beat that the song opens up with, typically not something that I vibe with, but similar to uh, Last Cigarette by Mothica uh, that we talked about at the beginning of this episode, it works mm-hmm. for me. And it, it worked for me with Mothica. It is excelling for me with Cabin Fever right here. Um, just... As I said, the first proper holy shit moment that I have had this year. Uh, And in comparison, the few other holy shit moments that I have experienced consist of The Breakdown Goes Boom by Amaranth and (laughs) um, Caskets with the final say where Matt just belts out Can You Hear Me before the Force Chorus. Yeah. Those are the... Cabin Fever is one of those moments. The first time I hear that song, that I'm not going to have a reaction like that on first listen for months. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless June 10th has anything to say about it. Right. But it's it's really just something special. And I've spent so much time just talking about that one song that uh, I, I need to double back to that streak of dumb hair out death wish and switchblade. Just so stupid good. <laughs> it's maybe the best streak of four songs I have heard all year. And yes, that includes a Bad Omens album that I heard back in February. Yeah. Stand Atlantic are my favorite pop punk band by quite a long shot at this point. No one's particularly close. I don't know who would even be fighting for second at this point. See, it's interesting that you say that because I know who's fighting for second, and it's it's with confidence. And I'm they're on tour together, and I'm seeing them on Friday. So like, (laughs) (laughs) no, I I don't think there is a single band except maybe Bad Omens. To continue to talk about them during our Stand Atlantic review, that is so demonstrably better with every single album release. Like, yeah. the, the progression of Skinny Dipping to Pink Elephant was, like, leaps and bounds. Like, uh, Stand Atlantic, you know, they came in 2018 showing off that they're just, they can make really good pop punk, you know, just like every other pop punk band. And then 2020, they come in with Pink Elephant, which was a top 10 album of the year for both of us. Was it top five for you? As uh, well? Top 10. I think it was like seven top or eight for me. Yeah, it was five or six for me. Jacob, did that make your top 10 that year? I can't remember. Which, sorry? Uh, Pink Elephant by Stand Atlantic? No. No, it was All Time Low that made it yours. It was All Time Low, yeah. Um... And then, you know, that one that felt like they were coming into their own. With this, this truly feels... I know it's not a self-titled, but it almost feels like it because this feels like such a statement of we can do whatever the fuck we want. Um, Something like uh, Don't Talk To Me feels to me like a With Confidence song. Um, XO sounds like Don Broco. I'm going to be honest. I, 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 Hmm. I heard it the first night, and it's just been reinforced ever since. That might explain um, why XO has been one of the more underwhelming songs on this album. I love it, bro. I think it's so good. Um, the fact that they can get something like, you know, they've got the normal type of, you know, Royal and the Serpent. I would expect that type of feature. 
Um, nothing Nowhere, I guess, makes sense as he transitions over into his pop-punk side of thing. They can get a fucking Tom the Mailman feature on a pop-punk song. Tom the Mailman, by the way, an R&B artist. And make it work as well as they do and create a song that's that good. I think it's very hard sometimes for pop-punk bands to make an album of this track length that feels so consistently fresh, both in terms of in the scope of the genre and on a song-to-song basis. And Stand Atlantic have nailed it in spades. I don't think there's a single bad song on here. There's not one that I don't have saved. And it seems like with every listen, the ones that I felt more ambivalent on, I grow to love more and more in their own unique identity. And the same way that I felt myself doing with that With Confidence album last year that ended up landing it at my number two spot. Um, And I felt the same way about that with that With Confidence album, where it felt like every song had its own identity and the band was making a statement of we we transcend the pop punk genre. We can do whatever we want and make it work. Stan Atlantic's doing that same thing, but almost, I wouldn't say even almost, they're doing it better. Like you said, with Cabin Fever introducing something like like a trap beat and her going into more of like the screaming side of the punkier side of things with like basically a fucking breakdown, yeah. right? Like it is, it is a breakdown. It has no, the build. No other pop punk bands and very few bands in the scene in general have demonstrated the same level of versatility and talent that Stand Atlantic yep. can do. And I also think something that I noticed um, is that there is, I believe, only two or three songs on here that are three minutes or more most of them are pretty short most of them yeah fall and, under that three minute time and i think that's part of the appeal is that they pack so much of that into that short amount of time mm-hmm. so that it's more easily digestible i mean i think it's a 13 or 14 track album that comes in under 40 minutes mm-hmm. so like, I, I i don't know i think that they picked perfect features for this including her mom because again, we got to have some quirky, quintessential pop punkiness in there, and I think they do it well. I mean, it, it's just a modern day pop punk masterpiece, you know. I don't. A lot of people say that about stuff like Neck Deep or whatever, and I don't like that style of pop punk. I like this. This blends the pop and punk aspects perfectly to define the genre. I would say that to me, they're doing pop punk better than any other band right now, and this is also a genre defining album. And I love them for it. I think that this is I, yeah, perfect. I, I think I'm inclined to agree with that. I did want to make a funny joke. And uh, Stan Atlantic said, fuck everything and run from creating stereotypical pop punk. Because uh, yep. they have certainly demonstrated that. Y- yeah. you, you will be hard pressed to find another band that can create songs like Death Wish and Cabin Fever and Molotov on the same album. Yeah. I mean, this is this is just a phenomenal testament to how talented the band is and to what you can do with a genre that, you know, might be considered all like, Oh, this is a a boring overdone overused genre. You know, I'm looking at you, machine gun Kelly, you know, making stuff that sounds like blink 182 did. You can be creative with it and stand Atlantic proves that with this album. Absolutely. I think the one thing I haven't really got to touch on yet at this point is doomsday, the opening track. Um, which I wasn't that big a fan of at first lesson. The opening guitar riff just felt a little, in pop-punk fashion, it felt a little cheesy to me. Yeah. Like, it put a stupid smirk on my face when I heard it, not in, like, a good way. Mm -hmm. And then the more I heard it, the more I kind of got into it and I started bouncing around to that riff, and I'm like, yeah, this is an awesome opening track. And then you end the album with Cabin Fever and Molotov in the 40-second 
I wonder what kind of garlic, <laughs> garlic bread. bread I did with Mensa, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, the one knock that I could give against this album is that there were the, the three songs, Nails from the Back, Blood Clot, and Exo, were kind of underwhelming, but still really good. And then Doomsday just kind of being an average opener. But a f- few weeks removed from this album, I think Doomsday is an incredible opener. And it sets up what to expect for the rest of the album. And it's now one of my favorite tracks on here, which, again, yeah. isn't saying very much, given that it's probably only my sixth favorite song on here. But <laughs> uh, it's just, there's so much to like about this album. Highly recommend. Stan Atlantic are doing... They are they are defining pop punk. They they are in the way same way that Bring Me the Horizon are kind of carrying the flag forward with what like post hardcore and metalcore and like whatever the genre whatever the fuck Bring Me the Horizon do they always feel like they're one step ahead of the curve. Stan Atlantic yeah. are in that same spot but with pop punk and people I don't think realize that yet. If you're not paying like attention to this band, you need to be. There needs to be more people talking about this band. And, you know, this this really proves why. I think that'll just about do it for that album. Fantastic album. Um, got two more albums to talk about, though. Uh, conveniently, all three of these albums we're talking about this month released on the very same day. Um, so we've had the entire month to sit on all three of these. Let's talk about Silverstein, who dropped their brand new album, Misery Made Me. Oh Lord, I wish that I could quit, but the idol in the middle tends to rule with the fist of my Also known as the album with misery number one. This is misery number one. Yeah. <laughs> this is misery number one. Tune in next month or misery number two. Yeah. Uh, so I had the advantage of seeing Silverstein open for Beartooth a week before this album came out. Um they didn't perform uh, all of the singles, they performed It's Over, Ultraviolet, and Bankrupt, I believe. Um, and they didn't tease any songs live at the end of the tour. Um, but they put on a really good performance, and it got me more excited for this album, which I was already a lot more excited for compared to A Beautiful Place to Drown. Um, the last single that they dropped for this album, in Die Alone, was not doing it for me. It still isn't. But that's the only song I don't really like on this album. I think the rest of this album holds up really well. Um, even the feature of Mike Kranich of The Devil Wears Prada on slow motion, with The Devil Wears Prada being a band that I'm not particularly a fan of. Um, I think the feature works out great. Uh, the Nothing Nowhere feature works out great on Live Like This at the end. Um, Trevor Daniel is there on Cold Blood, I guess. But um, <laughs> Yeah, this is a really strong album. This is... I'd say this met my expectations going in. Uh, I never expected Silverstein to be making a grand run for like one of my favorite albums of the year, but I expected something that I would listen to front to back and be like, that was a good album. I, I got a couple of songs I'm taking away from here that I'm going to have in rotation for a while. It's going to get stuck in my head. It's not going to be making end of year type stuff, but I'm going to be really glad that I gave this a listen and a month removed from it, I am. There's a lot to like about this album, I think. I will say that I think that Silverstein have perfected a formula for me personally. And it's that they are going to put out an album 
consistently that I think is incredibly okay. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, they're going to say, all right, I want to drop two bangers on this track list. True. And then I'm going to take those bangers and I'm going to sit on them for years and love them to death and forget about the rest of the album. So what are the two bangers here then? 100% true. They are back to back on this album and it is The Altar slash Mary and Slow Motion. Interesting. I also like Bankrupt is okay. I was going to say Slow Motion Bankrupt for me. Yeah, I, I, I had Bankrupt saved for a long time actually and for whatever reason recently it um just unclicked with me i guess would be a way to put it i don't know why dude bankrupt Um, is so good live if you ever get the chance it seems like it seems like a song (laughs) if you ever get the chance to see silverstein like open like seeing silverstein like i would probably wouldn't go see silverstein headline but having them open for banshee's like absolutely i'm gonna go and see that right right bankrupt live is so good it is so good that's all I just wanted to say that I think, for me, what it is, is a lot with the the vocal delivery, oftentimes sounds very samey, I guess, for me. And so, I have to kind of pick and choose my favorites. And the ones that end up being my favorites are the ones with a really good feature or that sound different from all the others. There is not a single song on here that sounds like The Altar. I mean, it's its own yeah. special entity, and I was very excited to hear it. I'm and in slow motion, you have up the altar because uh, uh, it's not on the same level of holy shit moment as Cabin Fever, mm-hmm. but that song threw me for a loop the first time I heard it. I <laughs> I was halfway through that song, thinking this is like potentially a top ten song of the year. Yeah, I, th- I think if the altar slash Mary, instead of like going from like insane silverstein chose violence for the first two minutes and then (laughs) silverstein chose sweep for the last two minutes if you have a structure that goes from violence to like a calm break and you build back up to violence we're talking a top 10 song of the year with the altar i think you know Um, that you now you say that i'm going to recommend you gods by sleep token it's on my uh to eventually listen to list (laughs) We'll get there one day. We'll get there one day. We're, we're, we're close to a year removed from the... What was that album called? This place, place Will Be Your Tomb? tomb. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting close to the one year of that album, so I think it's about time I probably try and fit Sweet Token into my uh, schedule of albums to catch <laughs> up to. Uh, but anyway, The Altar is a fantastic song, and I'm glad that's one of the two that really stuck with you. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just something about um, about Silverstein's delivery. I, I, I applaud them for being this far into their career and being still so solid. I feel like a lot of times, because they're over two decades into their career at this point, mm. and a lot of bands like get... 20-year yeah, yeah. tour. 20-year <laughs> tour. Um, I was just going to say that I feel like a lot of bands get to this point, and they're ability to create something new and dynamic kind of fades out i guess but with silverstein with something like the altar it feels like there's always one or two songs on an album on their newer albums that still push those boundaries and they're still doing what they do best if you liked silverstein before and were a silverstein fan this is just another one in the books that you can add like a million songs to your playlist from um 
you know, unfortunately, I'm not a huge Silverstein fan, so it's not doing it for me. But I got my two songs, and that's all I wanted out of this. So I'm I'm happy with it. Justin, I know you have liked a lot of Silverstein in the past. What are your favorites? Did you have it in top ten in twenty? I believe I believe it did. I believe it was like number ten. Yeah, cracked my top ten back in twenty twenty. It is not gonna hit it this year, unfortunately. Um, a lot of what I liked about a place to a beautiful place to drown, um, I really did not get with this album, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, a lot of what I liked from that was more kind of electronic, more experimental stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, from that album, I had saved "Where Are You," "Shapeshift," "Madness," and "Say Yes." Um, and I really didn't get anything that really sounded similar it was kind of more the the harsher kind of punky side that i'm not too big a fan of but hey what are you gonna do right well you can't expect it to (laughs) to always get that but you know you've got that album i've got my two songs if yeah well that's that's the thing about getting an album that you that you enjoy from an artist and getting a bad one, it's like, well, even if they don't release a good one, you've always got the other one to go back yeah. to, right? Like, well, yeah. The problem is, is that I'm probably gonna be two for two for uh, punky bands that I really liked in 2020 for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Point North, sad Point North. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sad Point North North is for me too. It's okay. Uh, I think the last thing I kind of want to touch on is the transition at the end of the album from Live Like This into Misery. Um, the two tracks transitioned like perfectly perfect transition from one into the other super smooth um and i'm not typically a fan of like super slow kind of piano ballad-esque songs to close an album but misery actually worked for me um something about i don't know i think there's something about like the story that the album was telling not that i have any idea on what the story is but i had a sense of when i got to misery I was, like, finishing something. Mm. And it it felt like a very satisfying conclusion to an album to me. I also really just enjoyed Live Like This as a song in general. So, uh, back-to-back albums with Nothing Nowhere features, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing Nowhere feature. I think it was really good. I wish the song it was on was better, but I digress. Uh, I think the only other thing i want to mention i know i talked about it with ultraviolet um back in i want to say it was february when that song came out but the lyricism on ultraviolet is still really solid i i still really enjoy the chorus of um can't see with my own eyes can't feel the lows or the highs doesn't stop when i try to fight it i get lost in the ultraviolet and then the second half with can i rewire my head when all the connections are dead Um, yeah just a lot of there's a lot of like cool lyrical ties in ultraviolet that i really appreciated and uh that's why ultraviolet is still my favorite song on this album Um, it was very hard to pick a favorite off of this album with a beautiful place to drown i had very clearly infinite as my favorite whereas with this album there isn't a clear standout for me um the altar mary is like it blew me away on first listen but it's not something i can have on repeat necessarily just yeah. the way that it's structured. Uh, and then all the other songs that are in that conversation, I mean, it's mostly just Bankrupt and Ultraviolet. 
there isn't anything that's really selling me more about one than the other. Like you could kind of flip a coin and say, Hey, bankrupt's my favorite song on the album. One day ultraviolet's my favorite another day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that just goes to show like the consistency that Silverstein would bring into the table with this album, which might not be everyone's favorite, but it works for me at the very least more than it did on a beautiful place to drown. And that leaves us with one final album for the month. We have the debut album from Wind Waker, Love Language. Now, Justin, I'm curious to start with you here. So I remember that you really enjoyed Glow. Uh, we talked about, I want to say, was it, was it last month or was it March? I think it was think, March. Yeah, I was going to say. Think, okay. March sounds right. You, you seemed to be the one that was the most intrigued with this band. And I, I was interested. Now that we've got the full album here, what are we thinking? <laughs> It's what? so much this potential. Is, this is a Justin band, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, and so much potential, especially after Glow, but a lot of the songs, I feel like, just don't hit that same resonating note that Glow hit when that released. And... I'm with you, just on different songs, I think. The two songs that have really stuck with me are Superstitious Fantasy and Nighthawk. But I am with you that this album had so much potential, and for whatever reason, it's not hitting with me. It's not connecting with me in the way that I was hoping it would. Because really, like, there isn't a lot bad going on here. Like, I can't say that, like, the lyricism or the vocals are necessarily bad on any of the songs here. It's just not clicking with me. Um, it feels very experimental at times with songs like Dopamine Freestyle and Trenches and Love Language being a lot slower of a song. So it definitely sets them up for, like, to to try and find more of their identity in a future album, because they're clearly capable of doing a lot. But I'm not fully feeling a lot of that experimentation, so I want... I'm still very curious to hear more from this band because there's definitely potential. I really like Superstitious Fantasy and Nighthawk, and those two songs are pretty different from each other. Um, I want this band to refine their sound more given that this is just a debut album, and I don't know what else to say other than just to refine their sound to try and make something a little bit more cohesive, whereas this feels kind of just like, here's everything that we can do, enjoy, I guess. I don't know. It feels like it's missing something to connect it all together for me. Yeah, I don't know. I I really liked the post-hardcore sound that Glow gave, but uh, you're right in that just everything else sounded pretty experimental. Um, It really didn't have a cohesion that brought me back to the rest of the package. This is a band that I want to like a lot more than I do right now, and it's frustrating. I also don't think that this band was dealt any favors by releasing on the same day as Stan Atlantic and Silverstein. Um, two albums which I was significantly more anticipated for um, when it dropped. Um, so it definitely did kind of fall to the wayside of my anticipation of those two albums. But I think even with going back to some of the songs that I wasn't as big of a fan of, it's it's not clicking with me. And 
I know that this band can click with me because they have on a handful of songs here. Uh, Derek, Jacob, do you guys skim through this at all? I did not get a chance to listen to this, and I was hoping that you would sell me. And now I'm left kind of iffy because I don't feel like I've been <laughs> sold. I, let, um, let me try and get a little bit more specific on what you're going to see from this album, then. You get that Glow-esque sound on tracks like Beautiful and Lucy and Glow. You get Trenches, which is just a brutal beatdown. Um, Superstitious Fantasy and Dopamine Freestyle are both kind of metalcore with clean parts. Um, dopamine freestyle is definitely very experimental love language is more of like an emotionally driven love song in a way um and then hide and seek and the rain are there at the end of the album i don't really remember what either of them sound like even though they're in my playlist um they're more of the same of what you get from the rest of the album so there is a lot of variety here and it can be appealing to some people and i wouldn't be surprised that if you were to have given this album a listen before then you might be a lot higher on it than justin or i would be yeah um, derek i'm curious to see what you in, in particular think about it jacob i don't think you're gonna really i mean it's in my listen later so i'm gonna get around to it eventually but i was kind of hoping oh, yeah, I'm sure. you know that if, if today was was the day that it would be like okay i need to expedite it to the top rather than <laughs> just going by the date that i added it to my playlist on you know but I'll check it out. I'm intrigued by the experimentation. We'll see where it goes. Is that a wrap? I think that's about a wrap for us. Sounds May is right. done. And what a that good signifies month. to me is the start of chaos. Hell yeah. Yeah. June and July are looking fucking nuts. Yeah. I like unreal. <laughs> I don't think in the four or five years that I've been listening to this music, to this to rock and metal as a genre, that I've ever seen a June and July that look this stacked. It's kind of ridiculous. So if you're still here at the end of this episode, be sure to stay tuned for the next two monthly recaps, because there is some heat coming right in time for the warm weather that the summer brings. Yeah, just lots of fantastic albums. Nuts ass <laughs> next two months. Even some actual EPs have started to drop. Can you believe Jake, it? I, Jake, I know you and Jacob live in Upper North, but me and Derek don't need more heat. Yeah, <laughs> no. Honestly, we don't need heat here either. So, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't saying that I don't. necessarily want more heat. I'm just saying it's coming. Brace yourselves. <laughs> oh. There was a lot of good stuff this month. It's only going to get crazier from here. And that is exciting, but also terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's too much more to say. Uh, as you were saying, Derek, solid month of music. Um, particularly mm -hmm. a lot of the singles delivering um, from smaller bands on the rise. And I feel like that's been a trend throughout most of this year. And I think that's going to continue to be a trend throughout the rest of 2022. If you want to keep up to date on social media, you can follow at HiveMindRadio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can listen to the monthly recap episodes live. Hang out in the chat with us. Discuss the music as we're discussing it live. And yeah. 
We That's had a lot of turnouts today in the chat, eh? Yeah. We did have more turnout in the chat today than usual, so get in there. We'll be watching. I think that any, about does any, it. Any last words, guys? No. All, all I see is it was nice knowing you boys. We're gonna die in June. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Stay well, strong. Weird. Have faith. Well, to all you listeners out there, we'll see you on the other side. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.